welcome to Bees in the Trap ATL. This episode is sponsored by Angie Ray Productions. Now, we're your hosts, Honey Bee and Coco Bee. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bees in the Trap ATL. That's B-E-E-Z-I-N-T-H-E-T-R-A-P-A-T-L. The only thing different is the Z, guys. Y'all can handle that. You can also find Coco B's personal page at... You can find me on Instagram at Coco Flava, C-O-C-O-F-L-A-V-A. And you can follow Bees in a Trap ATL on Twitter. Just remember the T-H-E is D-A. Y'all already know what time it is with Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start this one off with our throwback song of the day. And it is going to be... Oh, a drum be. roll. Hot Boys by Missy Elliott. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I remember the lyrics. Role play, yeah, DJ. Uh, uh, 40 side felony. Felony. Ask your ball, CBR bikes. I'm switching gears, headlights. Shots so bright. Streets like this. Them fiends want that D boy. Fed sending decoys. Pack that heat, boy. Push you where you rest in peace, boy. Get your mama's house shot up. Bodies all chopped up. When them bodies pop up, I ain't getting locked up. My Bentley cruised the block with the sunroof top. Hood rats jumping on my jock. Cause I blew up the spot. Crushing your bins. Crushing your navigator system. My QBDs make y'all tuck your in. It's Nas in your area. Queen's about to tear it up. Brave heart, y'all scared of us. Real stay with us. What's your name? Cause I'm impressed. Can you treat me good? I won't settle for less. You a hot boy, a rock boy, a fun toy, toy Glock boy. Where you live? Is it by yourself? Can I move with you? Do you need some help? Cook boy, I give you more. I'm a fly girl, and I like those. Say what? Baby, you got what I want. Cause y'all be driving Lexus Jeeps and the Benz Jeeps and the Lincoln Jeeps, nothing cheaper. Got the your car, the SK-8, are you riding alone, can I be your date, come get me, get me, don't diss me, don't trick me, got some friends, can they come too, can you hook them up with some boys like you, a hot boy, a rock boy, a top boy, and I like those In the Benz Jeeps and the Lincoln Jeeps, nothing cheaper with no platinum visa. Because y'all be driving Jaguars in the Bentleys and the Rolls Royce, playing hardball with the platinum visa. Only take them thugged out, slightly bugged out with his tongue out. Know the job ain't getting done till the body's getting drug out. Hot boy, keep me right. Play your part and I keep it tight. Well, she gonna be in the middle of the night but up in the sheets with me, I right? Gangsta, true to your game, street master. You the one I need when this beat street blaster. Ain't afraid to stop a cat, plus pop a cat. <laughs> Soldier cash money, rule your world. What's hopping that? <laughs> S430, keep me on my toes. Get a tingle in my spine. Wet spot, only he knows. He's a hot boy. Missy, sing it out and I'm gonna spit it. Rough ride is screaming loud, daddy, is you with it? If your team can't handle my 
then we gon' ride. Brick house, stallions, keep thugs open wide. Huh. Illidale's best, EVE, stay committed, mess with many. But if he ain't the realer, I ain't with it, with Yo, it. Mommy, what the deal? Ain't no heat. Get hotter than a heater, nigga, hold. I think you really should be told uh, that I deal with long shafts. Shaft. That keep a long blast. Long blast now blast. look at it, again, yeah. and peel off fast. Word, you got your girlfriend, word, she can get it too. Get though I'm honest, show I'm saying, oh, let's play it through. Getting cinematic with it, if you gotta hit it, the dumbness. Hit it till it's numbness. She's still winning. She first of all, she married a billionaire. Hello, girl. Get your coins. And he loves her. Loves her. Like you ain't hear nothing about him cheating. Go ahead and get y'all. When Tyrone tripping, get you a Tyler, girl. <laughs> get you a Tyler. I'm not messing with these niggas no more. For real. <laughs> Shout out to our MCM this week, uh, Matt Rife. Yes, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a few weeks ago, though. Oh, I really I picked that song because. I grew up on Eve and Missy Elliott and yeah. just all these dope female rappers. And I mean, we got Cardi, um, Remy's out there doing her thing, Nikki, but we really don't have women who are like, like just creating their own space. I feel like it's still kind of like this male dominated space. And that song was just like that. And it's like Eve had her own style. Like, and that's what I used to like about her and like now all of a sudden all these girls are like Asian Barbies Asian dolls, dream dolls, Barbie dolls and it's just like where is these little you know little thug nations at where uh, what's the girl with afro puffs Oh, yeah, yeah, Lady Ray. Yes. So and Remy Ma had brought her out um, during the summer jam. Oh, um, that's so Over dope. the summer. It was her, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Cardi was there. So it was like, I love that. Nikki, you were the only one that was Even, like, present. thinking about people like Mia X, Missy Elliott, you yeah. know, the like, they all had, they, they were able to be themselves. Yes, and it and wasn't all that, these yeah, it wasn't same type image. of females. Yeah, so we had to take y'all back to that period in time. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovelies, it's time to buzz in with Coco Bee because this bee's got the honey and the tea. And this honey is very sticky, this episode, so let's go ahead and dive in with some things that's been heavy on my heart. Because, you know, I don't want to testify to the people today, but... Um, now that the love and hip hop Hollywood season has ended and we've seen the reunion that everybody still hates each other. Only thing I know is that Zell Swag should definitely have his own show. Um, we all were not surprised that Ray J had the lowest sperm count. <laughs> right. And we still know that Masika Kalisha is still booked and busy. So that's the only thing <laughs> that summarizes love and hip hop Hollywood this season. Is she booked and busy though? Because she was at everything everybody else was at. She's booked and busy, according to Zell Swag. So she's booked at the same uh the same musical showcase as everybody else. Pretty much. Looking for her. Same checks. Actually, everybody. I don't I didn't even see her rehearse. Yeah. Have we seen her sing yet? I actually listened to her music. It's kinda cute. A lot of auto tune, but it's cute. 
Oh, and she supposed to be a singer? Yeah, you know, so is Moniz, so is the other little light-skinned girl. Well, she booked so and busy. Tiara. Maybe she ain't got time for a vocal coach. Um, well, it seems that way. <laughs> well, Mona Scott's um, franchise has once again exploited um, the black community because that's what that platform is definitely for. <laughs> and, you know, they portray everyone being bullies now. So it just teaches the younger generation how to properly bully someone via social media and everyday conversations. And they also showcase how to become a famous side chick. So (laughs) if you want to take notes, you definitely need to watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Well, for instance, um, as far as bullying, Zell bullying Mr. Ray, a.k.a. what they call him, Marshmallow Marshmallow Man. Marshmallow Man. You know, a lot of fat shaming. They touched um, a little bit of that during the reunion. Um, Who else was bullying a lot? Masika, the queen bee of bullying. She had a lot of her minions running around on her behalf. Um, Who else? Did a lot of bullying. Girl, I'm sitting here trying to think of their names. No shade. <laughs> Literally, you they're just a bunch of characters. It, um, you look up their names on Google, it says actors, but it should say characters. Monice in an odd way. Yeah. She's calmed down a little bit. Yeah, but her little situation with her little girl. I, you know what? I, that whole situation, that's a whole other conversation. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that one alone. Well, I did do a little bit of research in reference to the account as far as <laughs> bullying. And it says that according to the CDC, suicide is the third leading cause of death among young people, resulting in about 4,400 deaths per year. So for every suicide among young people, there are at least 100 suicide attempts. Yeah, that's interesting. That That's the third. That's the third, number third, third. number three. That's a lot. Because like you said, that's just all the people who are successful, not people who've tried. And I've dealt with people who, who tried to kill it. themselves several times and still have not been successful. Um, so I think that says a lot. That's huge. So it also looks like Hazel E is receiving some backlash from her homophobia comment she made. Uh, What was it that she said? She said, burn in hell, just like God said in the Bible. Wow, that's crazy. And, you know, as much support we give the LGBT community, you know not to comfort them. You know, they go harder than the black people do. So if you really want a war, don't mess with the gay community. And girl, no shade, we all thought Rosa Burgundy was gay. So I'm confused why he was making a comment anyways. I'm going to tell you why. Because you know what? Okay, so if y'all don't know the backstory, essentially people were calling him gay. And his way of rebuking it was to go on Instagram and do a long rant about how he hopes they burn and he's not that way and they can go to hell and he's pyru and all this BS. And her supporting comment was 
burn in hell just like God said in the Bible. Exclamation point. Okay, you probably thought he was gay because he is. And everybody knows. Uh, Do we have receipts for that? Girl, no. We got common sense for that. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody knows that the main ones who be on the DL are the ones who are super hyper homophobic. Okay, and And that's how he responded. The gay community. Okay, let's be real. It wasn't too long ago that Hazel E was being accused of being a transgender herself. Let's be real. So he over here. We all thought she was a man. I still do. I'm really having a hard I'm time for trying her to process to that. Pop out a baby. I'm like, okay, she is a woman. That's the only way Girl, we can verify be, the account. You know, I'm a, I don't want the beehive to come for me, but look at Beyonce. She could still play it off. <laughs> but they, I mean, that's two different like scenarios. No shade because, I mean, it's Beyonce. She clearly looks like a woman. True, so but you you can, what I'm her. saying is you can fake a birth. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely fake a birth. You want to talk about receipts? Let's talk about the receipts to prove that she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also kind of leads me into what I was also talking about as far as um, how to become famous as a side chick, side mm. chick on the Love and Hip Hop franchise. So just to name a few. Alexis Guy, Dot McStuffins. <laughs> That's jo- a good one. Jocelyn Hernandez, Thoughtylicious. Thoughtylicious. <laughs> Thought you gotta say how she do it. Thoughtylicious. She got a list. <laughs> Masika Kalisha, Thoughty Mix. Hosika. Ho- they already came up with one for you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Hosika. And then we have Jasmine from Rashida and Mr. Frost. <laughs> Ooh, what? I don't have a name for her. She should, hopefully they don't even bring her back. Because they do, I'm going to be pissed. Girl, she was trying real hard for a storyline. She, is so she dry. was reaching. Her and her man. How her man going to be trying to get his own goddamn storyline off of what? <laughs> fighting over another nigga about somebody else. Baby, Hello. the two of y'all fighting over a baby that don't even belong now. One of y'all, okay, get your life together. <laughs> and then we have the two infamous side chicks, the hoes that turn into housewives essentially, um, was Amina Butterfly and Yandy mm. Smith. Mm. So they're intentionally promoting this is a discussion that we were having about the structure of the home in today's society. Like, even now when guys try to talk to me and they be like, you know, I'm making my baby mama. Like, niggas don't say, like, I want to make you my wife. No, it's just like, you're going to be one of my baby mamas. And I'm like, ooh, let me go ahead and sign up on the list as number five. Right. And we all split the child support check. (laughs) Like, nigga, From Burger King. Everybody eating off the Burger King. Everybody eating off the Burger King. Like, no, I can't eat off that check, boo. And I had this conversation with some friends and I'm just like, you wonder why so many children are messed up in today's society is because there's no longer two parent households. Mm -hmm. The mom raised a child some way and then they go see the daddy on the weekend and it's a whole different type of rule. Mm -hmm. You can't expect the child to grow up knowing that, Hey, mama says do this, but daddy say do this. It's just like, it's all messed up. If they even see the daddy. Even if, you know, and, the presence of a father being in the home, period. Like, 
It's necessary. And it's, it's crazy necessary. because, you know, women out here raising sons and we we can raise a we can raise a child, but we sons need their dads. Daughters need their dads. We out here trying to raise these kids to be, you know, model citizens and um, agents of change, but they don't even know how to love. They don't know what love looks like. Um, they don't understand that you got to marry yourself before you marry anybody else. They don't understand the the value of another person. They see their mom struggling out here in the streets yep. trying to get it for them. And they appreciate that. And their ode to their mother is, well, I'm going to be an independent black woman like you. I don't need nan nigga, but you do. You do. When and it I comes think sometimes kids, it's yes. You, we misinterpret that message all day long, all day long. And then, you know, I think, We'll see uh, people will get in relationships and the relationships there and aren't healthy. So people are like, I don't want that. I just want something that works for me and something that's convenient. And what does that look like? That looks like being a side chick. Yeah. What we don't, what we don't notice is that the side chick really wants to be the main chick. Yeah. Which is why you people have people like Amina Butterfly who fight their way to the top, get themselves in that position and realize that it's not as glorious as we thought it would be. Because if you messing with a nigga who's down enough to have a side chick, then that ain't the nigga who's going to be worth marrying. Hello. I think as a woman, a lot of times we'll stay in a relationship way longer than we need to because we're we're hanging on love. We want to make love happen. We want to make the relationship happen or we want to stay there for the kids. Or we get comfortable. Mm. Or it's that situation like I hate starting over and dating, trying to figure out if this nigga's lying or not or if is he really married? Is he I got invested some baby so mama? much time. I hear time. all the time. Money is just like, I got to start over. And I think the sucky part is you know, at that point, you're married or not. You have kids, for sure. You've been with this nigga for like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years. Um, you don't even know if that's the person you wanted to raise kids with. Right. And now you 35 asking uh, yet another nigga what his favorite color is. <laughs> like, girl, don't I don't you hate that. <laughs> like, nigga, what's your, what's your favorite color? What kind of car do you drive? So what are your goals <laughs> at 35? At 35. What are your goals? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that awkward, like, that's probably one of my biggest fears with dating. I think um, as a person who's had kids with somebody that I would not have chosen otherwise, <laughs> if I could be more intentional. Yeah. Um, my biggest fear is getting into a serious committed relationship with somebody that I don't want to be raising my kids. Mm. And that kind of brings me to a topic I, I had with a relatively long time associate of mine. Damn. <laughs> An associate of mine. Um, he has uh, three different kids, three different baby mamas, and he sees his kids on the weekends. Mm, that's good. He's present. He's present, um, mainly in a financial manner, which is good. I guess that helps. Um, I think he said he only got like one child on child support or something like that. But long story short, um, he was having a conversation with his baby mama on the phone. They was going back and forth, talking about the child. He's like 10. He can barely talk. And Wait, what? He can barely talk. I need like, an example. I couldn't understand a lot. He's like, Ugh. you know, like this mumble talk. 
And it's like they're not words. He's not enunciating his words properly. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there looking like I can't even understand. Does the dad understand him? Yeah, I guess they used to it. But that kind of brings me back to that point of, you know, these side chicks and these men having multiple women and they're not in a two family household anymore. So the way you raise your child over here and the way he raised a child over there, of course, the child's going to be mixed up because at the end of the day, the child don't need a new pair of $150 LeBrons. He needs somebody to sit down with him and educate him on how to talk and how to write. And instead of playing video games and Grand Theft Auto, maybe he should be doing some homework or reading a book. I feel like um, that would be easier if we could figure out how to co-parent. Like if we are not, if, if, if nuclear families are a thing of the past or not super common anymore, you know, we at least need to figure out how to be co-parenting better. So that's like, a big question now. Right. Is that is traditional how we were raised, mom and dad, is that even normal anymore? Because we were arguing that night and we were saying he was saying, no, there's no such thing as mom and dad in one household. I think it's definitely a such thing, maybe not in his socioeconomic bracket it's not that yeah. prevalent i think it's definitely a such thing because we got plenty of people we graduated college with who are creating those sorts of families i just think it's less common i think women still want that women Absolutely. still desire that work towards that men still desire that it just seems more or less attainable which brings me back to that point of these platforms such as love and hip-hop that glorify women who are side chicks and they're not talking about the marriage even though Gucci Mane just married Keisha and girl Papoose, that's a whole nother topic okay. or um Remy Ma and Papoose like you rarely see them getting married it's just like I have a chick I've dated for a long time or I have these baby mamas or I have a side chick you don't see and you families know what? anymore I really appreciate them um showing Remy and Papoose's relationship because it's like black love black love black love but even if you look at their circumstance there's still those elements that really um hit a point of contention for me like you know the one of the things they keep attributing to the success of their relationship is the fact that he held her down for the seven years that she was locked up like if that didn't happen where would their relationship be would their foundation still be that strong or even the fact that you know we're over here talking about traditional nuclear families and do they exist they don't even have that because they got kids from other relationships that they are that's a blended family that's a blended family they didn't get married and then have kids and raise those kids in that family you know what i'm saying so i think that um that's one thing to consider I personally, you know, I'll share some of my personal experiences. You know, I got there and got married and then had kids with the person I was married to. But that just did not work out. So even though I tried to do things the right way, it just didn't work out. It just did not work out. So for me, that that potential situation is out the door. That's non-existent for me because 
being in that relationship with that person is not is not ever going to happen. So I don't have that option anymore, and that's just that's just what it is. I never thought I'd see myself in that situation, but that's right. something we got to think about. Yeah. So for a lot of people who've made that mistake, and I feel like especially when we're young, now that we have the choice to date people, and we also have the choice to say you're not the one, whereas. Back in the 60s, if a nigga fuck up, you still going to be with him. Right. You're not going nowhere. Grandma, your mama. They stay with they that nigga stayed. even while. Uh, they knew he was next door at the lady house. Okay. I mean, right next door. And Girl, still married. He be, at, he be at my grandma house, married to your grandma, and raising both of our goddamn families. Hello. And the woman will stay down. She stayed down. Do I think that's okay? No, mm. not necessarily. I don't believe in staying down no more. Okay, and they see that's why these um these nuclear but, families are not as prevalent. However, comma in reference to the account, what I don't <laughs> put myself in a situation like when it comes to dating, I cannot date someone who already has kids. I'm very mm. selfish with my time and knowing that you have kids you either, most men, I think 95% black, white, old, and young, they have some type of baby mama drama. I don't care how old the child is. Especially if they're still in elementary school, they usually definitely still have issues. <laughs> but I wouldn't put myself in that position and, like, you can rarely find a guy that don't have kids. Yeah, that's and hard. And have his shits together especially as we get older and older <laughs> it's just like okay girl he married before he was divorced and with two kids and what you gonna do that's real i can understand that i definitely think that me personally i need to find somebody who already has kids because they can understand what i go through as a single parent but at the end of the day what i respect about what you said and you know my position is that we know ourselves enough to know what we need yeah before what we want and I think part of the issue is um, things things come to us so quick. Like we get stimulated by everything instantaneously these days. And I think we expect the rest of our lives to catch up to that um, that boom that technology has brought through, brought through for us. So the same way I can easily find out what's going on in the world, I expect my relationship to be just as accessible, which is why people get mad about somebody it's not taking Microwave relationships. Back. Yeah. So we jump into things real quick. The emotions, the emotional cycles we go through, we run through them well faster than we did in the past. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times I think people make decisions based off of their impulse and their wants and their emotions. And they don't take a step back to think about the logic, what they need and what before what they want. So what I'm hearing from you is this is what I need. So let me find what I need in somebody I want. And that's how I am. This is what I need, so let me find what I need in somebody I want. But here's how side chicks get married. They think about what they want and let that be the driving factor and figure right. out how to make themselves somebody that that man believes he needs. But that's not who they are. But and let me tell you, because these men are very deceptive, so I can't blame... <laughs> <clears throat> no, seriously. Like... I don't had females call me before, like, why is my man number in your phone? Mm. Why is he still calling you? And I'm just like, girl, he told me he wasn't this, he wasn't that, he had no kids. I ain't know nothing about you. Oh, my so, gosh. When it comes to that, it's just like, I wasn't, but they tell you, like, hey, she not doing this at home. 
Oh, she not doing right. that. That's why we right. broke up. So I'm thinking the we whole live time, together, but we ain't together. You can come up here and see. Oh, listen, okay. We all done heard the BS before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just, real. That's the oldest trick in the book. Nigga can't get me like that no more. But you know what I'm saying? It was real. I'm being dead serious. Like, she like niggas, once upon a time you could, but however, comma nigga, no. Like <laughs> I'm done. Like nigga, no. If she not doing, what she's supposed to do at home. I suggest you go find you a little trick on back page and tell her to do some tricks for you, or maybe find a new home. Hello, but you can't move in here. These moving niggas. <laughs> uh, niggas stay trying to split the rent with a nigga. I'm like nigga, I'm good. Go ahead. That's a whole nother topic about uh, responsibilities, who going to do what, male-female di- dynamics, and that's crazy because a nigga want, do want to sit here and split rent but still want to be the man of the house and then tell us that when we ask them, I mean, when we go ahead and do it, we've been done ask them to do and they don't do it, Hello? that we're demasculin- we're emasculinating them. We're making them feel like less Preach. than. <laughs> like, nigga, I can't. We I need can't some men up in here today. Girl, girl, we need some men up in here today. <laughs> hit them with the girl, you know. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> While we talking about deception, I think a whole nother issue, you know, since we are here in Atlanta is the fact that, you know, you just never know what the fuck is up with these niggas. Like, they could be whole ass married with whole ass families. They could be on the down low or totally freaking out there and we just don't know you never know they could be anything like these people will be some scammers acting like they got a nine to five got a nine to five acting like they're a scammer i mean it's just like they it's like anything goes you don't even know who you dating now it's crazy they to think really about live double lives out here they do and here we are running through the cycle of emotions with these niggas. And here I am putting trackers on niggas' phone just to be like, let me see what this nigga really up to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. So Who is um baby? <laughs> Who is baby? Why she say this baby in your phone? <laughs> Cause that ain't my number. That ain't my number. <laughs> you calling me baby. You over here. Girl, Don't Lord. Let me get some water. Cool mm-hmm. down a little bit. Girl, it's getting heated. <laughs> And when it comes down to you don't know who these men are, we also don't know if they're gay or straight because this is what's the word metrosexual is what they they don't even know. And when it comes to men like that, I've actually seen two guys that I know personally, they sag their underwear. Wait, what? You lie. They sag their underwear. So they booty butt cheeks hanging out. The little crack hanging out. And I'm just like booty butt, booty butt, booty butt cheeks. <laughs> Is he saying booty butt cheeks or booty butt cheeks? Booty butt cheeks. <laughs> Gotta say it five times real quick. Booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks. Girl, like, I'm like nigga, pull your, I used to have to tell niggas to pull their pants up but to pull your underwear up, nigga, come on, Or bend on, over man. and get fucked. Do what you need to do so you can... Like, do you want me to put the dildo in Keep it cute for the you? rest of the world. I, I think these niggas like the dildo more than the females do. They might do. And that's just no shade. That's no shade. Because, you know... Just be honest. Because y'all out hello. here spreading this AIDS, HIV virus, and niggas ain't got time for that. But you know what? Me and Honeybee already done went got our free testing. We hello. <laughs> we got the receipts. We got the receipts. So... Be careful, ladies, please. I think that's my whole issue with the download thing. Like, I don't care 
who you love, how you love, what you love. But exactly. what I do care about is when, you know, whether or not you're going to be making decisions for me on my, you know, against my will exactly. without my knowing. Don't make a decision for me, nigga. I could do that all by myself. If you got something to tell me, we'll go from there. I can respect somebody who come to me with the truth well more than I can than somebody who want to sit here and act like they... You know, oh, I didn't want to tell you. It's better to, you know, some people no, really believe show me that the they're paperwork. doing you a favor by not telling you stuff. Mm-mm. By telling you a beautiful lie. I don't want that. You're doing way more harm than helping. And that kind of brings us to some of the cast members of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. Young Jock wearing a dress out in the street. And Everybody Bobby B fl- commented on the picture I think he was what? like, girl, you ain't see that? He was like, look, looking good or something like that. Oh, no! Girl, you missed it. Yes. And I'm like, this is super, like, but you date females, like, um... He was trying to be funny. Girl. He was probably being serious, and y'all thought he was being funny. <laughs> he was being dead serious. And now there's this new rapper that I've been seeing all over social media, uh, the new age jerk boy. He's in a wedding dress holding some AKs in the video and it's just like with chicks with some hugging chicks, on his two wedding Afro dress puffs in rainbow colors so I'm just like automatically you know I'm what a thinking, jerk boy is though what what I mean he jerking niggas off is that what that means I mean girl one plus one do not equal two no more <laughs> <laughs> did not expect you to say that I'm just completely <laughs> throw off like you know, look, Young Thug said he was going to wear a wedding dress to his goddamn wedding. See, and that's the bullshit. Because he want to show out his chick. Now, ain't that some hoe shit to do? Okay, pause. Because you know what? I ain't even going to, I don't even want to hear it. from the little thugger thuggers because I've been a thugger thugger fan since before y'all knew who the fuck he was. I was over there <laughs> at goddamn Solutions going to see this nigga and everybody, the only people up in there aside from me and my partner them was I'm his family him. and the people from his neighborhood. So don't come for me when it come to Young Thug. They used to be my boo. Okay. But listen. This is what I don't understand. What I don't understand is how he keep acting like a little female because he'll sit there and go, he'll get Hollywood on you real quick. If things don't go his way, he want to pitch a fit. I'm not doing the show anymore. He'll do that. He'll I do haven't that. seen him act out. Yeah. He, girl. <laughs> and then he's going to sit there and say that he want to, he, he does it all the time. He does it all the time. Have you like paid attention to like his interviews uh-uh. or his show? I really don't follow the thugger. Oh, uh, well. I just started following his girlfriend because they had that little debate on social media. And he About what? threatened to, like, pretty much kill her if she tried to leave him. Did you miss all that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much, night, night. Um, it was a bunch of girls in his phone and one of them looked like an ugly duckling for real. No Niggas bullying. always got them ugly ducklings Why in the there. Why chicks gotta be ugly? Like, if you gonna Make cheat, me feel like... But at least, at least, at least, you know, if it was somebody who was an upgrade, then I'd still be mad. I'd be like, oh, why you don't go be with her? I'd be super insecure. I ain't right. gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not for me. I'm just gonna take the money and leave. But, um, you know, he had that whole little issue with a couple females and uh, Jerrica was posting all the girls' um, videos and texts from his what? phone. And the girls was That's mad. so messy. Ooh, it was messy. And he was just like, you leave me, you ain't gonna... 
I'm going to have to kill you first or something like that. I'm just like, girl, she ain't going nowhere. She deals with her nigga being pimped out by another nigga. She ain't going nowhere. She there for the check. Hello. She like run the money, bitch, run the money. She ain't going nowhere. She definitely maxing out the cards. I'm pretty sure she's not that upset. (laughs) You know, I think it's crazy how these folk be having the, uh, they Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers. Ain't that what Drake say? (laughs) Trump is like the king of it, but we all do it. And I think that's part of my issue with this whole, um, what you call it? The love and hip hop, uh, franchise. franchise. Thank you for keeping me classy. Oh, you're welcome. But like all them girls though, or even the guys, even the guys, they'll sit there and they act real big behind other people or behind the computer screen. Like they got a lot to say behind something but when it comes to seeing them face to face they act like ho ass niggas like mm-hmm. that's crazy it's like this internet bullying has just taken things to a whole nother level absolutely and that kind of brings me to um what recently came out michelle williams former destiny child's mm. member if uh, let me go ahead and give the backstory first pretty much she had an interview talking about her depression and suicide and you know standing against mental health and i feel like that's something that's taboo and a lot of people in the black community kind of fear that conversation but it's real and coming from a home that you know my mom works in healthcare, and i used to think i'm like that really can't be real like somebody that's just bipolar you just that depressed and it's just like certain things in your life can trigger you to be that person and Recently, a few months ago, I actually found a Facebook page that literally showcases every time Michelle Williams has messed up. If she was singing, she did the wrong dance, she fell. And it was just like, it was funny. I'm not going to lie. I was laughing and I shared it. But, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, no matter how much money someone has, it's never it never gives anyone the right to actually bully someone where they're contemplating suicide. So I also looked up the stats for uh, depression, and it says um, 25 million Americans suffer from depression each year. Over 50% of all people who die by suicide suffer from major depression. If one includes alcoholics who are depressed, this figure rises to over 75%. Depression affects nearly 5 to 8% of American ages 18 and over in any given year. So, pretty much people were always teasing her about the time she's messed up. And which she has. And you would think that an entertainer on that level of Beyonce would have her stuff together. But it doesn't give people the right to bully her. Because obviously it's caused her some type of mental illness in her head. You know what's interesting? I um, I think, for one, we also, that's another thing we see on Love & Hip Hop. where We actually see people battling depression. Look at Tierra Marie. Absolutely. Her alcoholism. You know, that's a um, side effect of the depression. But we see people battling depression amongst other mental illnesses that are going untreated. Yep. Um, and I think where 
like those things are becoming normalized because we're not speaking of it in that context. Mm -hmm. So we're watching that. We're getting social scripts from that. We're learning how to do life from that. And what we're learning is how to own our depression, own our pain, own our illness and make it seem normal. Now that's not to say that you abnormal, you know what I'm saying? But that is to say that we're not going to fix the problems. Like, why did it take so long for us to get uh, an episode about Tierra Marie going to goddamn rehab? And why the fuck is she the only one going? <laughs> she ain't the only one that needs to go. Okay, Moniece. You know what I'm saying? Why are we here calling her out? Exactly. I was like, this is really crazy that they sitting here having a goddamn intervention. And, and she's in the center of it knowing good and well they need to get rally up all them. Throw them in a van. You know what I mean? And I think it's crazy because the black experience is a very unique one. Like, dude, we've been through so much as a people. Um, And when I'm saying we, I'm speaking about our ancestors, but I'm also speaking about us. Yeah. Because some of the things that we experience, you know, why why, why a lot of um, European Americans, they're killing themselves because they're falling on hard times for a moment. We live that every single day. I can tell you story after story after story of tragedy, pain, heartache that I've been through that you've been through that people around me have been through like niggas walking home and seeing slumped over bodies by the dumpster like that's fucking normal for them like that's That's when someone's reality it's somebody's reality all these niggas in these gangs who really in these gangs that they they are dealing with PTSD on an everyday basis with some of the stuff they see they so fucked up they don't know how to do life but these are the people that we're sitting here building families with reproducing with falling out with and then fighting with trying to figure out how to co-parent when they can't even figure out how to get their thoughts together it's so true. And I saw a video recently. I'm actually sharing on our page. Um, it was like a football team. And it was, um, or maybe it looks like a, because it was some females in there. I don't know. It was black and white. Um, looked like they were in high school. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, if you've ever, if, if you haven't ever had to like wake up and think about where your next meal was going to come from, step forward. So they was asking all these questions about that's relative to people's lives. And everyone, by the time they asked like a couple questions, like five or something, you saw nothing but the black people still standing at wow. the back of the line because they always had to worry about where the next meal was going to come from, how they was going to get to school, mm. how they're going to pay for their field trip you know mm-hmm. and it's a lot of things how many times your parents- i know that don't be me yeah <laughs> you want to go somewhere but your parents don't have the money you right. know what i'm saying so that's someone's reality and people forget that and especially when you throw them in a world when they're supposed to be adults i mean a lot of people are just products of their environment this unfortunately. is true but you learn what you live. You learn what you live. And at the end of the day, it's something that definitely needs to be a conversation in the black community. And for us to support, I love what Mona Scott did because she is a black female in the entertainment industry. I don't like the way she's going about doing it, portraying black families. I don't like that. It makes me super uncomfortable. And it's just like, you don't people battle with the stuff all the time depression suicide i think initially she wasn't trying to go that route but she found out that that's where the money was and she got blinded by the dollar signs and just kept going i do believe that she 
I don't think that she was being malicious on purpose. That's what I'm going to say. Initially, I don't think so. But right now, knowing where you are and where we are as a community, right. and, it's, it's and bigger than you. of these shows. It's, it's bigger than you, Mona. People so are like looking at... People are looking at these people like they are idols. Exactly. People want to be them. Yeah. They want to have a come up of being a side chick. And that's sad. They like, that's taking sad pictures because being you in the bed with enough. a celebrity because they want they want to do they want to live this life that they glorify, which is causing these people nothing but mental issues. You messed up in the head. Period. I'm just sitting here like um thinking back a couple nights ago, um, me, Coco B, and some other friends played this game called uh, Black Card Revoke. And it was interesting because um, not too long ago, we were talking about like, uh, what is it called? Affirmative action mm-hmm. and how um, a lot of Asian Americans are getting upset about that because it's blocking them from getting their education, which is a very valid and understandable point. But they were talking about, um, you know, just doing away with affirmative action. It doesn't really serve a, a, a purpose because if you if you deserve to be there, you'll be there. That's the thought process, right? <clears throat> so fast forward. So we're playing um, Black Card Revoked, and I'm sitting here like all these little cultural elements. I wonder what white people would say if they were playing this game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of them things, they wouldn't know what time you got to be in the house. When the street lights come on, <laughs> is it eight o'clock? Is it midnight? Is it when the street lights come on, or is it after dark? When it get dark, they probably say midnight or when it get dark. Nah, boo. When them street lights come on, you bring your behind on home, and then you be fussing when the street lights came on, but the sun wasn't even down, mama. Right. <laughs> I don't care. Get your behind in here, close that got darn door. Don't be letting my good air out, and don't Hello. let no flies in the house neither. You know Hello. what I'm saying? We had a totally different experience and um, something as simple as, is this a plug or is this an outlet? You know what I'm saying? A lot of us don't even know oh, what an outlet is, but we know what a plug is. That don't mean we don't know how to use it. You know, that does not mean we don't know how to use it. So when we talk about affirmative action is because a lot of these cultural elements in our lives that we see every day, because we use a plug every time we turn, put, our, put our charger in there, we just don't call it no goddamn outlet. Very true. <laughs> that don't mean we don't know how to use it. I don't mean we don't know what it is. So when we sit in here talking about cultural elements, what our culture looks like is well different from what mainstream culture is. And I think sometimes we forget that because our culture is so cool and is so welcoming and is so um, appealing that a lot of people think that our culture is mainstream culture. But let's be clear, it's not. It's not. I don't know. I think that they still wear us, but who makes more money? Uh, Chris Brown, Rihanna, or Selena Gomez? Of course. I feel like when it comes to numbers, yes. But when it comes to like, you got to think about the Kardashians, which I don't even like to talk about. Mm. But they're trying to take our culture, this big lips, these Mm -hmm. tan these big butts they want to be us but in their own form the light correct in their own form of black so this is what i'm saying so i definitely think we're the mainstream culture period i don't i think that they wear us when it's convenient and then they get rid of it yeah they want to have big lips and stuff but you're not here listen they can quote the songs that's on the radio 
But I guarantee you a lot of the stuff we be listening to on a regular basis, they have no idea. I guarantee you a lot of the conversations that we're having on a regular basis, they have no idea. It's the thing like they they're not they're not in they don't have a clue. They just now got on Migos and we've been there. We've been there. Now, Migos has become mainstream now. You know what I'm saying? But they there's a lot of things that black white people don't know about us. They still don't know. They still don't yeah, have a clue. Yeah, they may not know, but I feel like at the end of the day, our culture reigns. Like, at the end of the day... I'm not arguing that. They, as far as, like, even our hairstyles. Like, now you see all these white girls trying to wear braids and dreads and, like, that's our... For now, that's a temporary now, trend for them. That's our culture, like, but that's the not fashion, theirs. I know, but even, like, fashion shows. I forget the name of the designer. It looked like straight. I forget who it was. But let us do it. You right. Because they when they do it, us. it's okay. They want to be us, and when they do it, it's okay. But let us do it. Let us do it. In the grand scheme of things, they forever still in And if swag. the Trump administration is not pointing that out to you, girl, I don't know what to do. In the man, in the grand scheme of things, we're not we're not dictating how society's gonna move. They're still dictating that. Yeah, they wear our culture like cloth, but then they take it right back off at the end of the day. At the end of the day, they take it right back off and they pull it out their closet and wear it when it's convenient for them or when they are interested in wearing it. But that that's not that's not dictate that's that's not the pulse of it and you can look at people like um asap rap i mean asap rocky um kanye west who got big enough to hit mainstream Mm -hmm. but then they hit a ceiling they hit a ceiling when it comes to you know they're really those two artists are really big on fashion but they've hit a ceiling They've hit a ceiling with fashion. Their fashion is not dictating what, you know, the direction that it moves in. It's still white people. Even Jay-Z. Jay-Z is, like, one of the best-known rappers amongst white people. Like, who doesn't like Jay-Z? They can quote his shit all day long. But Better than me. Right. Warren Buffett took him under his wing. But even he is hitting a ceiling. Why? Because he's black. Even he's hitting the ceiling. That's why you heard him come out with 444 expressing his frustration about the struggle. Why he had to go back to that? Because it became real for him again. You know what? I want to kind of touch bases on these ads that have been coming to light. The Dove campaign. Mm. And now Nivea, um, I guess it was a um, commercial that airs in Africa about skin lightening oh interesting so i'm gonna play a little snippet um from the commercial and let's just look at listen to some of the words that they use for the nivea um line so let's go ahead and play this let me see here let's do it let's do it let's do it natural fairness nivea natural fairness body lotion with an innovative formula containing unique berry extracts to visibly lighten and care for your skin oh you must be here to pick up your sister mommy <laughs> you have the most beautiful glowing skin now i have visibly fairer skin making me feel younger nivea natural fairness body lotion for visibly fairer skin nivea since when has white skin and younger gone together? 
Girl, since when does it make you more beautiful because you have fairly lighter skin? <laughs> Not with the accent. No. Girl, I'm so mad. Like, Dove, Nivea, and if you black, if I see it in your house, I'm throwing it away. Period. You know what, though? That's interesting because I get it. They played it in Africa. They probably played it in the islands, too, because skin lightening is huge there. But that's a major fucking company, and they know they would not play that shit here in the U.S. Oh, and they, you, you know, know they can't get away with that shit. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this thing. Hell, no, girl. Your face, though. When I tell you I switched to nothing but shea butter, black soap, coconut oil i even bought some safari's coconut oil i was about to say you want to support your black businesses i support black businesses like i'm not playing with these people no more bruh because that really just pisses me off like i remember when i was in high school i had a friend i had known her since elementary school she was beautifully dark-skinned even one of my sisters that live in savannah beautiful dark-skinned and you know who got the most uh, most flawless skin, the Dark darkest skin black people. Chicks, right. They look flawless. Their they skin do. looks flawless. They feel flawless. It's deep. You ain't gonna see none beautiful. of them little ugly little veins popping out that you see in little light skin girls. <laughs> blemishes. Blemishes. You don't spots. see it. No dark marks. Girl. Age marks. No age marks. Look at Gabrielle Union. That's what beautiful. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't understand. She's 25. We always joke about white people looking old. They be looking like they 52 and they really only 29. Who wants to look like white people? And who said white equals younger? Who said white equals beautiful? Right. Hello. Black is beautiful. My black is beautiful. And I back to what I was trying to say. I remember in high school sitting outside, I was trying to get darker. And one of my cousins, no say, no shade, he told me, he was like, hey, cuz, you need to go sit in the AC, bro. You don't really look. <laughs> That's a real look that good turning dark skin. I really want to be darker. <laughs> I never want to be light skin. I always hated how I could see my veins in my skin. I'd be like, ew. That looks weird. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So I can't imagine being a white person and seeing that all over my body. But that's real. Uh, girl, I'm just stuck on the fact that Nivea is playing that in Africa and they would never play that here. Of course, that's their market. They <sighs> see, we really got to do our research. This is why I think it's important that you buy from black, because even if you don't see even if we don't see what they doing, that don't mean it's not they're not working that's against not doing us. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And these people are getting real reckless these days like. There are enough black people on your staff to check you at the door before you send that paperwork off for that goddamn commercial to be made, before you send that paperwork off for that advertisement to be made. We have people on the marketing teams. Y'all are not doing this on accident. You guys are not ignorant to the fact that you're being offensive. Y'all know what y'all are doing. Y'all just don't Girl. care. Because guess who's still going to buy the Dove products? The white people. And black people. I'm not going to do it. I ain't buying none of it. But we still, I'm All still going to go over people's house and see it. Black soap, shea butter soap. It's from, I need to figure out, make sure it's no white manufacturer. See, you know what? <laughs> see, that's where our power lies, though. In our, in our dollars. dollars. We're the dollar biggest consumers votes. of America, guys. Dollar votes. That means you spend your money where you want things to happen. If you don't want to sit here and see all these goddamn gas prices going up and up and up, that means we need to band together, do one good uh, protest, mm -hmm. one good, what do you call it? I'm having a brain fart, you know. 
um, um boycott boycott one good boycott Girl. for one good day where everybody go one day y'all just one day without some gas okay they will get the message that's gonna hurt their pockets so deep that they're not gonna keep raising the prices like that you do that with them uh louis baton red bottle whatever it is that we want to fight against all it takes is for us to band together and put our dollar votes on, and cast our dollar votes in the right place for the right causes the same we could thing get that with together these tv ratings if you really don't support something, don't watch it. You know you get they get ratings off of that. Look at Empire. Hello. Empire went down the drain. That went from being on top of the tip of the top top to the to bottom of the Who knew dish. the season just started? <laughs> I didn't even know it was still on. No girl. Shit, girl. <laughs> right. They need 50 cent help over there. Oh my goodness. Don't but get me started on <laughs> But even the female who was um Doing the Dove campaign, she made a video saying, you know, I was honored to work with Dove. It was it was taken the wrong way. And I'm like, girl, is you stupid? Money talk. Hello. That's and the only explanation walk. I can find. I was just like, girl, are you for real? Literally. What? How did she interpret it? She was just like, um, it was supposed to make all women feel beautiful. And even like, um, how? Sway. Who? Girl, she I can't ain't got explain answers. some ignorance. That's one thing I can't explain on someone else. So she behalf. felt beautiful. She felt honored. She felt beautiful. She didn't see nothing wrong with it. And I was like, girl, no ma'am, no ham, no ham, no cheese. What's wrong with you? I can't believe her mom is okay with her saying that. That's just like when Chrisette Michelle, who I loved, did that performance. Right, yeah. I'm, get, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know, Jesus loves, so I'm going, you know. Jesus forgives. He didn't forgive me for a lot of sins. So I'm going to let that one slide. But when she performed that inauguration, she still gave her explanation. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still felt a little betrayed. And I just can't deny that feeling. So I'm working through those feelings with her. But, you know, because I felt like I felt like money talked to her more than or money spoke to her spirit more than, you know, supporting her community. And, 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 and honoring where you came from, who you were, and standing up for, for those values. I feel like that money in that image and that, that catapulting yourself into success because, you know, um, Chrisette Michelle, her whole thing was she was Neil Soul, and then she got a little bit more mainstream when she started working with Rick Ross, but the only thing she needed to do is conquer the white population so she could be real mainstream. So, of course, going to the inauguration would have did that, but, girl, they asked you, after they asked, like, 253 other people they who turned it down because they have what? Morals. Hello. And you said yes to move yourself forward. It moved you to the front of the line, all right. And then she's going to wear that Basquiat dress as a tribute Girl, to the I community. I didn't either. Ain't nobody see the dress. They saw it when they were dragging her on social media. But, you know, I feel like that's the same thing. Like, I don't understand why y'all's... El- you know what? I do get it. I do get it. Because Go we ahead. watch stuff like Mona Scott Young's God Darn Love, Love and Hip Hop franchise. Listen, girl, what a way to bring that full circle. Girl, so as a result, in conclusion to moreover, therefore, in the beginning <laughs> was the end. One in, more, one more, one more purpose. Nevertheless, <laughs> we gonna end this session by a good Malcolm X quote. Mm. If you don't stand for something, you, you fall will fall for, for anything. anything. On the Pretty Girls Like Trap music. Thank you.
I got five things on the chopping block today, guys. Shouldn't take too long. The first thing I want to discuss is um, the passing of our beloved Della Reese. R.I.P. R.I.P. She was a singer and an actress, and that's why she made it to the Pretty Girls Love Trap Music segment. But what I thought was interesting is the fact that I've seen her sing on like the TV shows, but I did not know that she was a professional singer. And she actually started out being a singer before she became an actress. Right. Um, that's pretty cool because I know like watching things like, what is that show? Little Shop of Horrors. Ah, Little Shop. But she you know, wasn't like, in it. She wasn't in it. Oh, well, follow me. Follow me. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Draw, draw the picture, girl. But you see how like on um, Little Shop of Horrors, you had uh, Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell in there. Oh, yeah. And they were singing and dancing. Woo -woo. And they do that in the Spike Lee movies. Like you'll see them singing and dancing. And sometimes on Martin and other shows. And it's crazy because they're like actresses. And they try to sing and dance. And like, I mean, they can sing. They sing very, very well. Just like Della Reese. But right. for some reason... Their acting careers take off, and they can't really transition into the um, into the, the the music industry. Well, it was kind of like that with Jamie Foxx too. Well, True. he had a yeah. he See? had a good transition though. No, he had a struggle because in the nineties, yeah, he wasn't was popping in the nineties. He right. kind of just a few years ago, really. I think what happened with him is he got co-signed by another music artist. Who was that song with? Girl, what was his first Trey song? songs? Uh, Twister. Kanye. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. That was his breakout. He had two big names on there, and they were like, oh, dang, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. And then they opened their minds to it, because before then, even Jamie Foxx was singing on his show. Yeah, and he yeah. got that one song that he sings. It's like a, a wedding song everybody wants. Uh, I can't think of the name. Oh, okay, well, yeah, but still. Um, I just think that's crazy. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Have you noticed that? Thoughts? No thoughts? Moving on to point two. Point two. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Della Reese. <laughs> like, let's go on and seal that casket. She is dead. Okay. Oh, that's a bad joke. Too soon? Too, Too soon. soon. <laughs> Speaking of dead, let's talk about the careers of Cameron and uh, Iz Iggy Azalea. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to figure out why they're still making music. <laughs> Actually, you know, my friend had played his mixtape. Who? Cameron? Uh, yeah, played Cameron's mix mm. album, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I was listening to it, and I was just like, when was this made? Like, a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> and he said he just dropped it, like, a few weeks ago. So I'm like, okay, well, those beats sound hella basic. <laughs> Sound like he got them off SoundCloud. And it was just like, it was like maybe one, two songs that I actually was like bobbing my head to. But I've really never known any down south niggas to listen to like Dipset. I've never heard nobody I mean, riding the Jim Jones We did back album. in the day when it was hot. But yeah. not these days. And I just feel like a lot a big mistake that a lot of the older artists who try to make a comeback make is that they don't reinvent themselves. You know what I'm saying? He making music nista just like you said. It's it's not thug like life music. Back in dipset era. Like, girl, I was like, it's not bad. It wasn't bad. It just was not there was no growth. Yeah. I'm I want to hear you, something different. You know what? And I, have, I know that there are a lot of mixed feelings about this individual, but do you know who is the king of reinventing himself and staying relevant? Brother Love. Did he? That sound like, oh, no. I was like, Brother <laughs> Love, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Brother Love. The minions were running in my, in my head like, what does this mean? No, not Diddy. 
I don't know. Still, he got his own little set style, so he doesn't have to like. Yo, Gotti. Okay, girl, I'm just gonna tell you the answer. Girl. R. Kelly. I don't think he ever reinvent himself. Girl, his music now does not sound like his music in the 90s. Yes, it does. It still sounds I'm a flirt freaky. does not sound like, I mean, the topic doesn't change. I mean, he's still the same old R. Kelly to me. I don't, I think his music is just, it's always going to have that flavor of R. Kelly, but it's not like he's evolved to me, honestly. But he went from like, okay, I don't know if you call this evolution, but he went from like really singing his heart and soul out to like just riding the beat with a good melody. Yeah, kind of like the and dream. And catching. Yeah, boom. There you go. They know Some how to Some type of artist. Yeah. That's what you got to do to stay relevant. Or even like, um, yeah, we'll be waiting all night if I try to come up with another example. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it off the top of the dome. <laughs> Topic three. <laughs> I don't really think we need to spend time talking about why Iggy Azalea needs to stop rapping. What happened? What's going on? For her to uh, put out another album, I mean, she put out an album. A she, yeah, she just dropped a mixtape. Um, you, you need to I've follow Bees in the Trap ATL because <laughs> we definitely put that on the page. I saw you put that up, then I was just like, "What is that about?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably didn't know Cameron's was new too, huh? <laughs> no, I didn't even see. Was his on that post too? Uh, you know what? I think, uh, yeah, it was. Girl, uh, I totally <laughs> missed that post. I was just like, maybe she's reaching out to a specific target audience <laughs> you may be onto something because she had put this little video on the shade room it went made it to the shade room i don't know if she put it on there but she put this little video out of her twerking it was like two good seconds of her twerking mm. yeah and i was like oh she, okay she doing some little promo don't she got some endorsement deal or something what she got going on besides she's dating like a player still uh, she got a new one oh she was dating that young boy that's the only thing it's I knew. A real young boy, but Iggy I for now. I haven't heard her song since that song she came out with on YouTube, and it was like in the garden or something. The first song she had, yeah, which okay. I mean, okay, I don't know none of her songs actually. Because you know how to spend your time wisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. All right, so point three. Let's, let's, let's go on to something more positive. Yes. We're getting a little morbid over here. I'm feeling a negative energy. Let's talk about my boy CBZ. Chris Breezy. His album, hashtag heartbreak on a full moon, went gold in a week, bruh. They tried to blackball my kid, and he is still doing it. Did I use the wrong word? Yes, Can I did. I, no, I'm trying to... This may it's be a blonde, a black blonde question. Blackball, it's blacklist. Oh, blacklist. No, Why girl, I totally about blackballs. That, oh, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> y'all need to go to our live because we be gigging it. <laughs> um, no, it's gold. It's more than platinum now. Okay, yeah, it is. It's done a lot of shit now, but that for I was just giving them an example of how well it's doing. Damn, shout out to Chris Breezy. I'm going to need you to stop looking like a little crackhead, but... Well, if he, if the shoe fits. Got them little turkey legs. I need you to put some meat on bones, honey. <laughs> he need to hook up back with Rihanna because she figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do Riri, okay? <laughs> Navy Nation, okay? Really? I am. I'm I a Rihanna's no fan, okay? I'm surprised... I got so many pictures of her screenshot in my phone. It's crazy. That's wow. kind of disturbing because, <laughs> like, we're friends. I'm obsessed with Rihanna. Like, I love Future. Put it that way. They're on the same level. Like, how people love Beyonce, that's how I love Rihanna. 
I she feel could like do no wrong. without working hard, I work hard to avoid friendships with people like that. But yet here I am being in a best friendship. Hello. <laughs> that Good explains a lot to of you crazy. Well. <laughs> I love me some Rihanna. Yeah. So Chris Brown, that's like our Michael Jackson of the. Bruno of Mars <sighs> is the. Come on now. Let's Here we go back to this conversation. We're going to have to agree to disagree because okay, Bruno Mars we, can't do what Chris Brown just we, did. We have to pull Bruno up some Mars got How many times? And guess what? You ain't going to hear from that joker no more. Where, where is he blacklisted? Where did Chris um, perform at the Super Bowl? Girl, he performed with Beyonce just because he was hot and she needed something. No, Beyonce can And you know why herself. they don't let Chris perform at the Super Bowl? That's because they blacklisted him. He no. performed at the Super Bowl. I'm going, my mama going, my sister going, my auntie going. Everybody going to go to that I thing. They ain't going to have my, enough room. I wouldn't go out my way to see Chris Brown. I'm sorry. He's not on my to spend over $100 for a ticket. No. But you would do that for Bruno Mars? No. Okay. I rest my point. Um, How are you resting your point? <laughs> because you're trying to compare them. Every time I say something about Chris, you want to throw Bruno Mars in there. I'm saying in concert, when I think in concert, I think of like legends, like a Janet Jackson or Brandy. Somebody's probably going to die soon. Like, I feel like I can catch up. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Brandy's like our age. She's Plus her- 10. Right. I'm like, she's not in her 20s. She was like a teenager when we were kids. Like toddlers, pretty much. No, girl. We were not early toddlers. 90s. We were like five years younger than her. We were just getting to no, the double digits when she was no, a she teen. Was, she was a teenager, like 16 almost. And we were 10. Right. So that's like a 10-year gap. That's not five. 16, 10, 10-year gap. That's All like right. a 10-year gap. Moving along <laughs> to the next point. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math like three, carry the one. <laughs> Divided by two. <laughs> All right, so another positive, a piece of positivity. Let's see you turn this into some negative energy. Mm-hmm. Swiss Beats just graduated from Harvard Business School. Congratulations, Swiss Beats. Um, Alicia, still pushed through supporting your husband. And, you know, girl, I really used to be a fan, but you know how I feel about Alicia. She's you a homewrecker. You really actually took me up on it. You found a way to turn it into a negative. <laughs> Girl, I'm one of the people they call uh, negative Nancy. <laughs> Just found a bad in everything. <laughs> she is the glorified side chick who made it. She does give all them side chicks hope. I agree. What we just talked sad, about. Because I used to love Alicia and she just seemed like she was just so empowering for women. But at the same time, yeah, I, don't, I don't dislike her now because she's a woman. And we all, you know, we all we all get weak when it comes to matters of the heart. We I, make some mistakes. Yeah. I actually just started following her on Instagram. Her posts are random to me. They're kind of like, mm. you know, and she's still Give wearing the examples. naked face. And, like, she had, like, pink braids. Pink and, braids? It was, like, pink, gray, and black braids. Pink gray and black it was a mix you know it kind of like just making sure you said pink or not it looked like okay. your grandma's blanket that used to be thrown on the couch one of them oh, like them crochet no, honey no shade no <laughs> who wore it better we need to do it who wore it better <laughs> who wore it better i was just like what is she doing that's i think her pretty game it's just like girl be mm. cute like you two that age range like 
come on. Like, you can wear a shoot, a cute bob or something. Like, why are you wearing pink braids? I think she got stuck somewhere. I think she got stuck in the in the process of finding herself. And I think she kind of felt liberated, but then just didn't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Because she was the champion of women. You know, she, she was made, the image. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Made herself like that icon figure. But, but she hit a wall. Yeah, she definitely hit a and wall. And ironically, it happened around the time that her and Swiss Beats got married. No shade. Swizzy. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's interesting. I don't care to research her page because I find her to be a bore. She's very um, boring. I'm about to unfollow her. She's really nice seeming. She seems nice. Yeah. But a boring. All right, girl. You want to be messy, we're going to be messy. You want to be petty, we're going to be petty. Let's talk about money bag, yo, and all the things going on with that joker there. <clears throat> For those of you guys who don't know, he is currently beefing with Rallo because allegedly Rallo was performing at a club. He was there also, and Moneybag allegedly paid um, $7,500 to have Rallo uh, either removed from the club or He couldn't not even perform. get in. Oh, not get in. I think they're supposed to perform together. Well, let's just get this straight. So, Rollo is a part of 1017 Brick Squad, which is Correct. Gucci. And then you have your money bag, yo, which is affiliated with CMG, which is Yo Gotti. Correct. So, you got Memphis versus Atlanta. Basically. What's the and issue? this is going down in Orlando. Because Rollo, he got some... He got a name, but... Money bag, you knew too. So why are you trying to pull rank? So I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, I don't know what the issue is. Like that's what I'm curious about too. Like why would he go through the hassle? What 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 was to gain in that situation? Yeah, and then you representing CMG, Gotti and Gucci, cool. So why would why would y'all beef? And I'm guessing if they perform, like if they were gonna perform together, they must have songs together, right? No. So how they never heard Rollo on no uh album. I just heard of Rollo all of a month ago. Really? Yes. Interesting. Well, um, here's what I think in general about CMG. I feel like they got some bitch made ways. I feel like when they have issues with people, they have, uh, I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I got to go to work in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they try to take a professional, um, petty way approach to dealing with their issues. So I'm not surprised that somebody from CMG would try to pay somebody to not get something because that sounds like something that Yo Gotti would do. He's real good. He is the I don't king think of petty. He's like that girl. Did with you that see whole his situation b- with Young Dolph? Exactly. No. Girl, everybody in the streets over there be talking about him and how fake he is and how he'll sit there and uh, be petty and try to block niggas from getting something. His way of being on top or staying on top is by blocking everybody else from getting what they need instead of doing what he needs to stay on top. Well, he got the money, he got the power. How you think he got there? I don't know who pushed Gotti to the top because all of a sudden he like mainstream for like the last two years, maybe when that Five Star Chick came out. But that yeah, was that Luda's song. Him. No, he was on the remix. Oh, okay. Or was that... No, that was Ludacris' song. I think I'm Gotti was I'm pretty sure on that it. was Young Gotti's song, but... 
Anywho. So, okay, whatever. That's our thoughts on that. But it's interesting that the same time he having beef with um, Rallo, he also having beef with NBA Youngboy. Like, this is a young-ass nigga, and you are a grown-ass nigga. Why are y'all beefing? I love me some NBA Youngboy. Shout out. Holla at me in three years. I'm just saying. (laughs) I just think that um, I think a lot of this has to do with money. I think a lot of this boils down to money, power, respect, because it seemed like um, NBA Youngboy was and what NPR is like making acronyms up in my head. But go ahead, money, made, power, respect. Head, you know what? Um, uh, NPA, what's the one? Pee Wee Longway did that. NPR, money, power, respect. Oh, uh, sidebar. Moving forward. <clears throat> I guess when uh, I guess uh, NBA Youngboy and Moneybag Yo they dropped a little mixtape together, woo woo, and it dropped on Moneybag Yo's label, and so NBA Youngboy was a little mad because he didn't understand how um, how things work in the in the music industry, uh-huh. um, and that's what created their beef. So Moneybag out there trying to promote it, and NBA Youngboy is over here beefing with him, talk about him not promoting it, and he's like, "What's going on, dude?" I thought. We're on the same page. You know what it is? Oh, They're yeah, bullies. I did see that. They're industry bullies. And that's crazy that I just had this epiphany because we were talking about CMG and um, what's Birdman's? What's Birdman's? Uh, money. Uh, young, mo- young Money. Uh, um, is it Young uh, Money? No, CMB, Cash Money. Cash Money. Thank you. Girl, come through with it's all my these acronyms. CMB. How can I forget? <laughs> You're right. Shout wow. out. Shout out to CMB. <laughs> yeah, but look, um, Cash Money, they the same way. They're industry bullies. They are the same way. When we were talking about these two empires are rising to the top. They On our pilot, we talked place. about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's going on. Look, stay woke. Stay woke. And remember who put you on. Listen, I feel like, <sighs> I don't know, I got to do some more research because I just watched... Um, Yo got his interview on The Breakfast Club like a few weeks ago. And I was just like, you know, he seems real down to earth. And the way he was explaining his side, he was just like, he always, he like pulled up text messages um, about Young Dolph and that he tried to reach out to him. So that's all I was just like, I can't imagine Gotti being that type of guy. So that's why Girl. I have my sentiments about Gotti. I haven't really researched Money Bag Yo, but from the Instagram news, a lot of what you so-called street real niggas don't like him and they always they're going around saying that like yeah you know that federal stuff is all fake and Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. a facade he's trying to put on i'm just like yeah and i guess maybe that's why i feel that way because i you know i've heard a lot of those sentiments and like even when you sit there and like listen to the um the distakes between him and Dolph and stuff, there's a lot of truth in that. And just the things that they accuse each other of, you know what I'm saying? Like you could tell what kind of person somebody is by that. And in my opinion, Yo Gotti's a little bitch nigga. The way <laughs> I'm just saying. A lot of things that he was saying, they correlate with the things that people in the streets be saying about him. But I do want to add on to your point where I don't think he puts nobody on because I also saw Dime from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She had an interview and she was like, you know, um, a lot of people from my city don't support me and she's from Memphis. And you would think Mm. Gotti would have had her 
on a track or do something. Y'all from the same city. I'm pretty sure, like, y'all should have crossed paths already. Look, girl, I don't know that man, but I feel like I know that man. She ain't let him hit. He probably would have did something with her if she would have spread him legs. That girl got... (laughs) Did she ever get married to that man? Great question. I guess we'll see when hip-hop... Loving Loving hip-hop and then come through. But has he ever had... I don't think there's ever been a female artist on CMG. Has there? No. I don't Mm. think they've pushed one yet. I guess that'll be next. Yeah. Congratulations. We've made it through all five points. I bet your pastor don't even get through them that quick. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, God bless you. All right. So Chris Brown's album is doing fucking amazing. Kim and Iggy Azalea are still making music. Shout out to Della Reese. Rest in heaven, beautiful queen. Rest in heaven. Congratulations, Swiss Beat, on your achievements. Okay, what you gonna do with that degree? And um, money bag, yo. Moving on to Honesty Hour. Yes, so we have a special guest in the building today. Yay! It's a long-term friend from my previous job um that will be withheld by the way uh Seth Mills is in the building straight from Philly but now he's a resident of Atlanta what's really good long time resident of Atlanta too long time resident of Atlanta everything's good life is good thank you so much for uh for inviting me to to the bees on the trap I'm excited Yes, we're so happy to have you. Yay! So just a quick introduction. Let the people know where they can find you at on Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram, um, at Seth Mills Coalition. So if you just look up Seth Mills, S-E-F-M-I-L-L-Z. Same thing for Facebook. Same thing if you Google me. Like, all my credits will show up under that as well. So Seth Mills. Boom. Now let's get straight into it. With our interview with Mr. Seth Mills. All right. Boom. So why don't you start off by telling us a little about a little bit about yourself, um, your background? Did you go to college, and how did you get started? Well, a little bit about me. Originally from Philadelphia, um, moved to Georgia when I was in high school. Um, I did music. I was just a music fanatic, you know, since I was young. So when I got to Georgia. I was in like a rap group when I was in high school. Um, kind of throughout that, I learned how to make music, and I start working with some um, with this with this producer guy named Daryl Osbrook. <clears throat> so at the time, he had like me, Little Zane, uh, One Twelve, and it was this yes. other group named um, Rehab. That was real big. Rehab was real big actually. So at the time, he had all of us. So he just kind of developed and was kind of cultivating what we was doing. And through that, I actually start making beats and start kind of, you know, got away from rapping so much, but really start making beats. And then I started to realize, like, I think I make beats better than I rap. Actually, (laughs) a a girl told me that. Actually, a girl I was dating told me that. She was like, you know what? I think you make beats better than you rap. And I had to think about it, like, damn, you know, know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I appreciate the honesty. And I kind of reevaluated and I stopped focusing on rap. I started focusing more on beats, but I just used... um, the stuff I learned from rap to kind of help me with like writing hooks and just writing and stuff like that. But that's kind of how I got started. Um, I would say uh, professionally, I say professionals when you start getting paid for it. So I, right. I would say professionally, I got my first check when I was 20 for a beat that I sold to this guy named Avery Storm. I don't know if y'all remember him, but he was on Timberland's label at the time. 
and I got a check, like a big ass check. I was like, wow. I, I ain't know it beats. had a comma in it. Yeah, and I know, I ain't know for one beat you can get paid so much money. You know what I'm saying? So that really turned me around, and you know, I started just making beats and really trying to network and get to know people, and went to New York, met people, and so that's how I got started. I don't know if I was kind of long winded, but you know, no, not at all. The more the merrier. I actually have three more questions, <laughs> just based off that. So one A <laughs> is what high school did you graduate from? Dunwoody High School, 20th re- uh, anniversary tomorrow. What? Oh, Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just I have... I look that old, but yeah, 90, class 97. Yep. Whoa, you don't. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I even knew that. And so you're 20 years old. You got your first big check. Can you talk to me about your money management skills at that age um, and how they might have grown since then? Oh, money management at that age... Um, was none like I really just getting that. I mean, I wasn't a fool, but don't get me wrong. I just didn't know. You know, you get a big check. You're like, I'm about to buy this. I'm about Spend to buy that shit. This. <laughs> Spend that shit. You know what I'm but um, <clears throat> I'm the kind of person though. Even now, like I I, I don't look. I, I try to manage my money, but I also want to live my life. So I try to balance that. You know what I'm saying? So right. Like I'm gonna manage my money, but I'm gonna do what I want to do at the same time. So I try to focus on getting more money, but. Compared to now, like I'm definitely a lot better now. Um, I didn't have as much responsibility then, so I'm a lot better now, a lot more responsibility. So talk to us about your end goal financially and then also career-wise. So um, career-wise, I mean, financially, like I really think, um, you know, it's kind of hard to put a financial goal out there for me. I just want to be, you know, comfortable. Um, But I think career-wise, like I want to be in a position where, you know, I love what I'm doing. I'm getting paid enough for what I'm doing. And for me, if I can do that, then I'm I'm happy. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes music is, especially unless you got, like, a top ten hit. Like, I get royalties, but, I mean, you know, some people might can live off my royalties every year, but I just can't live off of them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, until I get that top ten record, I don't see myself. Um, and I'm actually, I'm trying to get that record right now. Let me say that, too. Like, I'm really adamantly trying to get that record to the right person and, and, and make that record. So, any day I could, like, I see my, people ask me all the time, like, when are you going to quit? Like, any day. Like, the right phone call, like, I would quit. But there got to be something to supplement the income I get from, from my nine to five. So, essentially, you are working two jobs. And I think that a lot of times, you know, people have a nine to five and they say, oh, I don't want that nine to five hustle. I want to have a, you know, job like, a, a dream job, like being a producer, or being a rapper. The thing is, they don't realize that's a 24 hour grind. You might be in the studio right. from, you know, three in the morning to three in the morning the next day. You just don't know what that's going to look like. Right. Um, so ki- what kind of advice would you give to people about making that transition um, from having, you know, going from your nine to five to having your, because you're very successful in it, but you've seemed to find a way to manage your time. So how do you manage your time and how do you make that transition from the nine to five to doing totally your dream job? So I did that before. Um, like I've strictly produced um, at, at a point in time in my life, for like a four year period where I was just like not working nine to five, producing, working for an NBA player. Um, this guy named Alan Henderson used to play for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. My my advice, because you asked a couple of different questions. Um, my advice, though, would be like to make that transition. Like, 
You just want to make sure that, that the money you're bringing in from music can support you. <clears throat> and when you're dealing with those kind of checks, you have to be real good about money management. Unless you're getting some big-ass checks. Now, if you're getting checks, $275,000 and stuff like that, you still got to manage that right. But, right. you know, in reality, you're going to get checks for like 5000 8000 10000 mm-hmm. And you're not going to get them. You're going to get them often enough, but, you know, not. you got to manage the time in between that. So cause if you're dealing with royalties, it pays on a monthly, it pays on a quarterly schedule. So, you got to be good at managing a check for a quarter if you're going if you're going to do that. When you're dealing with like checks from selling a beat to somebody, you got to negotiate that. You got to you know. So, you just got to make sure if when you are making that transition, you understand the dynamics of what you got to manage and make sure your bills and everything line up. Because um, like a somebody like me, I got I got bills and I got to right. make sure the check. Mm-hmm. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> but that's real because the average person doesn't realize that you have to plan ahead. They're used to living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, I only got to wait two weeks. It's different from going from waiting two weeks to waiting three months right. for a yeah. check and trying to make that stretch for another three months. So that's real. Add something to that too. Like it's a lot of people like with music, right? I was like this when I was younger. Like you think you had this vision of what you're going to be. Like I want to be Timberland. I want to be Swiss Beats. I want to do this. I want to do that. Dr. Dre, you know, I wanted to do this. And the reality of it is you don't really know where the money going to come from. You don't know what people going to like. You don't know yeah. none of that stuff, right? So... My what I started doing and I started getting more, you know, from it was I start instead of like focusing on one thing and my thing I was focused on initially was I want to sell beats to the biggest rappers and right, but you gotta think it's a million producers trying to sell beats to the biggest rappers and every rapper right. got their own producer that they really trying to employ so they can keep a cut of they of they check anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you're fighting against a lot of you're fighting against the machine and what you gotta understand is it's kinda like in life, like most millionaires got seven income streams. You need to have the same thing in music. So if you think you about to just make it in this one lane, like good luck. But that's like <laughs> that's like trying to get into the NBA, to the NFL. Like you, you, you'll get there if you keep doing it. But everybody doesn't get that opportunity. But it's a lot of ways to make money. It's commercials that come on TV. It's TV shows that come on. It's it's people that need music for whatever reason. And if you start getting your income streams together, when you're making that transition, you can kind of know like I got money coming in from so many different angles that I'm okay. Instead of trying to focus on that one thing that you is your dream thing it might not come that way especially in, in entertainment you never know what's you got those stuff on the wall and see what stick i was just about to say that it seems like it's like that sometimes in entertainment industry you're trying to throw things out there and just see what sticks and you know just really shopping around and seeing who wants what and you have to also keep up with trends in the industry because mm. by the time you probably finish producing something that's happened to me plenty of times where it's old now. So it's just like, I can't even use this. So it's also having to keep up with technology and what's trending. And, and to that point, that's a great point. And that's one thing, that's where, that's where originality comes in. Because yes. if you're making your own stuff and you're doing your own thing, then you're kind of outpacing mm. the trend. But when you're trying, a lot of producers I know, like they listen to a song on the radio, try to remake it in their own way. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, but you know, you're chasing stuff instead of creating stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good point. Basically. And it'll be hard to stay ahead of that curve. Yeah. Man, y'all over here dropping these gems. <laughs> y'all need to be taking notes. Y'all need to be taking notes. So I'm curious, what is your mantra? What is your mantra to keep you motivated? What do you live by? Rest when I'm dead. Mm. Yeah. That's real. Like rest when I'm dead. And now I'm really like, now my whole time management, you know, my time management is on a whole different level now just because of my, my job. I learned a lot of my job to help me like in my career. And, you know, like I'm not one of those people that, you know, you don't got, we don't got a lot of time here. So you got to, you got to get done what you got to get done. So my right. mantra is like rest when I'm dead and 
keep first things first. You know, that's that's like, you just gave me the perfect segue to my next question. (laughs) (laughs) So I noticed that you are a man of God and you walk in faith. And you know, the first thing a nigga say when they get on stage and then won an award is what? Jesus. I'd like to thank God (laughs) and my mama. (laughs) So can you talk to me about the role that spirituality plays in your personal and professional life and, you know, how that helps you move forward? I mean, you know, for me, it's we're none of us are anything without God. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to put God first and everything. So, like, in my personal life, like, I pray a lot. Like, I don't go to church. Actually, I do go to church more. It's just now it's more like I'm going online. I'm looking, you know, I'm doing stuff like that. I'm taking notes and stuff like that. But, you know, you got to put God first and everything. So, really, how that plays, it plays a big role in everything I do. Like, I'm always praying about my next move. I'm always looking for... Guys always un- uncovering and putting stuff in front of me that for me to see and stuff like that. So it's, it plays a role in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, like I said, we nothing without God. So, amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He taking us <laughs> to church. So, lastly, where do you actually find inspiration for your music? And, like, do you go somewhere or you hear something like, you know, I want to produce a beat based off that? Or, mm-hmm. like, be honest. Be honest. <laughs> Don't say Pornhub. <laughs> hey, if that's what it is, I can understand. I get a lot of inspiration from Pornhub. <laughs> but um, it just it just depends, right? Because I, I love making music. So yeah. it's almost now, like, with me having a day job, or even I travel a lot, you know, I, I bring my, my laptop and my little keyboard. It's almost like a release for me. So I just get in front of the, my, my, my Mac and my machine and whatever I'm doing. I just get in front of it and just really get high and, and just start making music. It's a stress reliever. Look, we bringing this to y'all for free. For free, 99. Okay. So don't incriminate us. <laughs> sometimes it might be more direct. Like sometimes like my publisher might send me like a who's looking list. Like, you know, these people want this. And I work good like that. When people, I know kind of the, the lane I'm trying to be in, I work pretty good like that. But sometimes, a lot of times when I'm just making music, I truly try not to focus on what's on the radio, what's this, what's yeah. that. Let me just start with something that's in my head and just play around with some keys, find a dope sound, and just just go. You know, that's what I do. Let me tell y'all something. When I used to work for the company he's still with, we used to go on road trips, and, like, he would play some of his beats, and I'd just be like, bruh, like, send that to me. Like, I can wish I you see the way she this? bobbing her head. And I, <laughs> you can ask, like, my friend, like, I still be just playing that beat sometimes, just let it ride, because it's so dope. So if you really want to hit get a hit, hit up Seth Mills. Oh, yeah. I'm, about to, like, I'm about to do a lot of um I've been so I've been on hiatus a little bit. But so but recently what I've been doing is just really just rebuilding my catalog. Yeah. So I got a real fresh catalog right now and I'm about to hit these streets and rebrand and remarket and do a whole lot of, you know, on social media. I'm about to do a whole lot like coming up in the next like month or two. So, you know, you'll, you'll see more. And I got some, some new stuff coming out that I just did. So it's, it's, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Okay, let us do a little bit of advertising for you real quick. <laughs> um, so you are working on the She's Gotta Have It project, which drops Thanksgiving right. of this year. You're mm-hmm. working with Spike Lee on that project. Right. It's coming on Netflix, so everybody can find the, web, the series She's Gotta Have It right. this Thanksgiving on Netflix. Yes. Please don't email that. us asking where it's gonna be at. Yep. <laughs> and the name of the song that we put on there is um, it's a song that I, I, I produced the beat, and then I 
sent the beat to my another producer I work with, this guy named Armando Colon. Like I don't know if y'all know him, but y'all might want to get him on y'all show too. He um he's a pretty big deal. Like he's like he's put us in touch. Producers. Yeah, we'll make it happen. He's one of those producers from like the nineties though. Like he want he like my OG. Oh, that's dope. Like he made like the kissing game for high five and oh, Blackberry molasses and yeah. you know, what you know like Cameron, <laughs> what mean the world to you from Cameron? Like he made a lot of stuff like for a lot of big people. Like he lived in Alpharetta, big mansions. Y'all might want to go to his house and do it. This would be, be nice. Right. Please and thank you. <laughs> Get the whole scene set up. I sent it to him and he put like some some keys on it. My cousin my cousin everything costs um he's a Grammy nominated writer. You know what I'm saying? So he's like he's doing like it's not what he's doing, we don't call it gospel rap. It's just like positive rap you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and, um, we need that he did the song uh this girl named heather hayes which is isaac hayes daughter she did the mm. hook and spike lee heard it and was like i don't know how spike lee i don't know how i got the spike lee but he heard it and he wanted us to write out the lyrics because he wanted to see what the song was about but he seems really plugged in from what i see he is anyway he is plugged in like he's cool and he even um he agreed to help us do the video too. Mm. So we can like, y'all don't know if y'all know that famous Spike Lee shot when people just floating through. Like we gonna <laughs> we gonna get the famous Spike Lee shot. But um, he was cool, man. Like he he actually called me and my cousin one day and we we spoke for like fifteen minutes. Like just was, you know it was like I'm talking to Spike Lee right now. But um, <laughs> you know it was it, it was cool. Um, Did you and your cousin um grow up together? That's the, the crazy thing about me and my cousin. Like, we didn't even know we was cousins till after we met. We met. We're, we Wait, was both what? working for a record label. Um, the, the label I was working for was Alan Henderson, Hindu Entertainment, like in 2002, 2003. When we met, he's from New York. I'm from Philly. He said, I got a lot of family in Philly. We mess around and be cousins. That's what he said. What? Fast forward, like, two years later, his cousin was getting married, and we was at the wedding, and everybody came in town from Philly. Half of the people that was in town was my cousins. I'm like, these are my people. You know what I'm saying? So we ended up talking, figured out we was really related, and it was crazy. Mm, see how God works. Yeah. See how God works. Crazy. And it's crazy because yeah. you work with him, and your relationship started off professional, but you can see the depth of it mm-hmm. because you always call him your cousin. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. is dope. Absolutely. Yep. So switch gears and move towards Pandora's box. But yes. Not quite. Um, talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Talk to us about your love life. Is it active? What does that look like at this point in your life? So right now, like I'm dating one person right now. Um, Congratulations. No shade. That's good. Just one person. <laughs> That's good. Shout out to that right. phenomenal woman. Right. I've been, um, she is too, but I've been, um, I've been single for like four years, like four, probably maybe going on five years. And so like, you know, you meet piss Atlanta. You meet it's a lot of people out here, but you, you know, you're not moved a lot by people. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I'm dating one person. Like I like her a lot, and you know, see we see where it goes. Okay, mm-hmm. you're able to manage that time. Yeah, what? Because you have a lot of hats you wear. But you always make time for what's important, though. True. Facts, no printer. Mm-hmm. He dropping gems, y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and segue into our Pandora's box, where we ask our guest, Seth Mills, a few questions just to get to know him a little bit better and, you know, just see what's been going on in the industry. So let's shake it up a little bit. So y'all can hear that shakerizations. <laughs> we need to make a dictionary for her. Uh, 
have a has a guy ever tried to hit on you in this industry? No. <clears throat> never, never. I don't see that happening. Like, me neither. I'm like, like he looks like he'll be walking and they'd be like, nah, we not gonna try him. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm that person. Like, I'm not the guy people try like that. Right. Just, nah. So wait, wait. So are you saying that they can see it in a person? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just know like <laughs> people don't try me in a lot of ways. Like, you know, I'm a I got I'm a bigger stature. Like I don't smile a lot. Like I don't I don't even associate people that much. Like, so, of course, you know. Yeah. Like, people don't, people He's think I'm mean when himself. they don't know me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I kind of like it that way. But, um. It's like nah. intimidating. Yeah. And I never, I never had that issue. So, not in real life, not in the industry. Like, never had that issue. God bless. Next, Pandora's question. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got this. Okay. So, would you rather be. No, I'm scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> that question though so who have you reached out to that's a major artist or producer that you've sent work to that they never hit you back or they had negative feedback about your work Hmm. who never hit you back up we gonna let you let them know we own now (laughs) (laughs) who never hit me back you know what I'm saying like I wouldn't even say people never hit me back like so I remember one time I gave Ludacris, like Ludacris was, me and him, went to, we went to college and high school together. But um, so I know him. He was on radio at the time on Hot 107, Chris Lover Lover. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave him, like at the time I had my company going, I had an artist, some artists we was trying to do stuff with. And um, I gave him some beats and I gave him some, um, I gave him like a song I wanted to get played on Dig It Edition, you know, the radio was kind of get the, the crowd to tell us if it was good, if it was not. So the good thing about it is, is he put my song on, like, it was like a three-month waiting list. He put my song on, like, four days later, right? The beats, he never really got back at me with. Um, and and this is the thing about it. That was my first beat CD I ever put together. When I think about the beats that he was getting at the time, like, beats from Timberland, beats from Pharrell, like, my beats was nowhere near where they should have been at for him to even call me back about those beats. And I, and I know that as a producer. I know that now, you know what I'm saying? So... I mean, I wasn't, I'm not even mad. Like, you know, I'm not even mad. Like, every time I see Chris, like, you know, he's, he keep it 100, you know what I'm saying? But that's the only thing I can, that's the only time I can really think about specifically right now. But again, like I said, my, to me, they was good. But from what he, compared to what he was getting, I'm pretty sure they was like, oh, they, they all right. But let me finish listening to this Pharrell CD, to this time. <laughs> I think it's cool that you take time to, um, assess the situation, process your mistakes and your circumstances, and then do better. Because I feel like a lot of times people get discouraged and then they start wanting to point fingers or they want to give up before they get there. And if they would just kind of review their process, rework it, and then put it out again, you know, and learn from their experience, they might get a lot further in their careers. I mean, that's so important, self-evaluation and really understanding, like, where you rank at on the totem pole at the time. And I me I know like I mean know your competition. I, you just gotta know you gotta know your competition, and then it, you know it's almost like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know, and it's almost like the less you know, the more you think you know. You know what I'm saying? So when you start to know more, you, you kind of you know you can assess it. You can take a self assessment a lot better versus when you think you know everything, and that's usually not you're not going to usually get that far thinking you know everything. So when you really just step back and look at yourself and be like, okay, I'm not where I necessarily want to be. Why? And when you really do an honest assessment of yourself, yo, there's people out here that's way better than me. Like, I'm not even, I know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not to mention, there's people that, 
Not to mention people, sometimes people with talent too, and be honest with you, people with talent, like it's like a gift and a curse because people with talent don't go as hard as somebody that don't have the talent. So somebody that don't have the talent to go super hard, have all their ducks in a row, they got their emails, they got their Facebook popping, their Instagram popping, their Snap popping, while somebody with talent just out there like, hey, whatever, I'm going I'm to I'm catch up when I, whenever I feel like it. But That's it's, a real. Gift, it's a gift and a curse. So, you know. That's super real. You got to know yourself and you got to know how to execute on what you're trying to do. Let me find out we related. <laughs> okay, so last Pandora's box question: Who is unprofessional in this in the industry that you've worked with? Everybody. Everybody's unprofessional. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so it's different levels of professionalism. I tell you this though. Let me be honest with you, like. I don't take this the wrong way, but I just hate dealing with niggas in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, no shade, so, no tea, no mm-mm. tea, no shade. Hold up. I need to ask. Is there a difference between niggas and black people, or are they one and the same? It's a difference. It's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain people, like, like a lot of people that get into this music industry, like, they never did nothing for real professionally before that. So, they don't understand necessarily how to move when it comes to paying money on time or when it comes to having a... A session that's productive and, and not having too many people around. Not you know, it ain't all about smoking and getting high. You know, it's, it's, right. you, you you're getting stuff accomplished, and sometimes people don't really get that piece of it. Um, so you know, for me, it's could like, you drop one name for us? A name? Cause that's the whole point of Pandora's box. <laughs> Somebody that's unprofessional. Yeah. I, I can't really. You be like, you know what, so and so. I say this though, athletes. Let me say this. I've I've done I've dealt with a couple athletes, and a lot of times athletes they get into this. They don't really need the money that it produces. You know what I'm saying? Right. They get into it because it's like a hobby. They want to be with some boys. They want they want something to do. Like so, you know, like when I was working with Allen Henderson, like he was um, for him to have as much money as he had, like he was he was he had a stupid operation. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to like professionalism, like his whole he fucked up a lot of stuff just being like you know. I would like to think that that's probably because he got a lot of money from working for somebody. Whereas if you are going to be a producer and that's your job, you are self-driven and working for yourself in a sense. That, that could be it too. Um, and then part of it be like, you know, people's upbringing is a little bit different. Like mm. certain people, like if you rich your whole life and then you, you get more money of your own, like, eh, you know, you, you kind of, you, you grew up a certain way as opposed to like, and that was him, like as opposed to like a Jason Terry, like JT, like he was, he wasn't rich his whole life. Then he got mm. rich in the NBA. So I kind of looked at the dy- dynamic between his company and the company I worked for. He would really take care of his people, like they was good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? With us, it was like we was good, but Al had, you know, he had Pastor Choi. He, he had Pastor Choi's first album, and mm. it went wrong the first time. So when we came around, we was like the second group of people to come around. And he mm-hmm. was just, you know, he was real tight with his money, but he was a fucking. He was the chairman of the Players Association. Yeah. Like he had, like, you know, $8 million condo in Buckhead, $90 this million in the This was play, bank. play, even yeah, though it was serious was nothing, for y'all. But it, just, it was serious for us, but... So I say that, like, you got to watch... Like, make sure if you're dealing with an athlete, like, it's something that they really want to do, not just something that they're trying to do for a hobby or just to have boys around or just because they, you know, they always wanted to rap or some shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it got to be something that's So you've real. enlightened me because I didn't even know that Jason Terry dabbled in music. I feel Well, he had a company out here in Atlanta. <laughs> like, he did have a company. When he played for the, Haw- for the Hawks, he had a big company. Yeah, this is, he from Seattle, I think. Hmm. He had his people out here. Like, they was eating. Like, they was, 
That's dope. They was doing their thing. I don't know how far they went, but it just looked like his operation was a little bit different than ours. Not to say ours was like, it wasn't like ours was bad. I think we had a real thing going. It's just, like I said, he wasn't, it wasn't his passion. It was like mm-hmm. something, just a hobby for him. And it was our passion. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know. Yeah. And that makes all the difference, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we need to know, we need to know, we need to know. Well, Top real recognize real. <laughs> Amen. And we real over here. What I like that even better. Um, what three songs are on repeat right now for you? What's on your playlist? Got a lot of stuff on my playlist right now. Let me think. Hmm. Cardi B, new song. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about her. Like Cardi I'm really B. surprised at her. That joint is hot, man. Cardi B, new song is hot. Um, what else? I'm listening to a lot of like my play. Let me see. My playlist is. You know who I've been listening to a lot though, for real, for real? Money Man. Right. We just <laughs> talked about him on the last episode. He is rocking. Yes. I'm just a little nervous because he's signing Birdman, so you know how that go. We say he's next up. I mess with Money Man. I really he just do. dropped a new one. Yeah. I think it was earlier this week. Yeah, and it was good. I was like, you know what? It. See. He can mess around and make he he's he's good. He, he good. Like it'd be if interesting he, to if see he get how the right situation. Like he gonna be he gonna be. <laughs> He gonna be dope. Like, I mean, he's already dope. You know what I'm saying. But if he keep doing what he doing, he got the right support. Like he gonna be, it's gonna be all the way live for him. I like him a lot. Like but he got songs that you can just rock to, and they're like regular, whole, regular songs. His whole CD is like dope. right. You nice just rock to the whole yeah. thing. I'm, I, yeah, I'm on Money Man right now. Like, I've been listening to a lot of Money Man. Nothing to lose. Anybody like I'm, I'm listening to a lot of Money Man right now. Push through, Money Man. <laughs> east, east side. I think you're from the East Side too. So that's what's up. Yeah, that explains a lot. Well, thank you so much for indulging in our Bees in the Trap interview and opening up Pandora's box. Good thing he didn't have to plead the fifth on nobody, but you never know. (laughs) So, again, let the people know where they can find you. At Seth Mills, uh, S-E-F-M-I-L-L-Z. Just look up Seth Mills on whatever you're looking it up on Google, Instagram, Facebook. Just Google it. Yeah, Snapchat. <laughs> it's all Seth Mills is, is what it is. S E F M I L L Z. And I was Mills way before anybody else named Mills. I mean, you know, even though me and Meek Mill from the same city and we worked together. I got a song with Meek Mill too. But um you know, I was Mills before like when I was in high school, I was Mills. All right, so fact check them, yeah. okay? Yeah, you can look you can check the facts. Check check the credits. Check the credits. You can Google them. Just a quick reminder, guys, that She's Gotta Have It is out on Netflix now. Go ahead and support your boy. Get a couple laughs in. Enjoy it. Take your time or binge watch. Now we're going to move into our Jet Setter of the Week segment in which we explore a part of the world that we have yet to conquer or have already conquered uh, in our heads. Yes. So we had our Jet Setter of the Week um sabrina looks like she wrote in um she was going to tell us about an amazing trip she had in puerto vallarta mexico Mexico, arriba. wondering when she went because i just had some damage now (laughs) (laughs) and it reads (laughs) being greeted with free margaritas and shots after a long flight automatically gives you five star ratings The people are super friendly and full of culture. We took a scenic route up to our resort, which is a five diamond hotel called Hotel Musai. 
literally the best service you will ever experience. They have an infinity pool on the rooftop overlooking mm. the city, Mm-mm. comfortable cabanas, and a full service bar. Yes. She did an amazing job Sound writing like she got this. a check. Sabrina, I'm going to email you back, girl. We need to be travel buddies. <laughs> My boyfriend and I enjoyed a complimentary spa day for my birthday. The massage was very personable. They gave us a meditation to begin, and we were welcome to sniff essential oils, and they gave us a mantra to say before the spa began. Bougie. So oh, the, <laughs> the view was much? like no other. We gazed into the horizon while sipping fruit-infused water afterwards. Girl, you Damn, right. she remembered it all. <laughs> <laughs> it was her birthday, honey. What kind of fruit was it? <laughs> Pineapples and oranges, or was it mango and Mint. papaya? <laughs> oh, papaya. Delightful. <laughs> That's what they like in like foreign countries. Like I mean, stuff. it fits the bougie. It does. You know? <laughs> So there were several water pressure relaxation choices, including a jacuzzi, sauna, steam room, and hip bath. To wind down, they put a thermal pack on our shoulders and fresh cucumbers to keep us looking like Dwayne and Gabby, honey. No, they didn't. Definitely (laughs) would recommend the spa at Hotel Musai in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for anyone of any age. I'm going. (laughs) Hello, Look, girl, my I'm birthday coming tomorrow. up. My birthday is coming up. <laughs> I only got eleven more months. They give you time to prepare, okay? Plenty of time, <laughs> girl. They must rub her down in diamonds or something. But why is she such an amazing writer, girl? I definitely want. That sounds like a good massage. I need. I that feel right it. Now. I feel it. I'm feeling a little, feeling a little shoulderizations. I'm sitting here telling mantras to myself. Uh, you will be I great. I can fly. You will be in Puerto Vallarta. I believe Vallarta. I can fly. <laughs> Over to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Over to Puerto Vallarta. Girl, I wouldn't mind dating me a little Mexican thing. Girl, me neither. I seen one the other day and I was like, really? how you doing? I used to he didn't speak that much English, but he knew what to say. Okay. Hola. Where you, what side of town you live on? <laughs> you said panties? Off? <laughs> CC. <laughs> So make sure y'all visit Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And she said at the Hotel Musai and got a five-star rating at the full service spa. So make sure y'all check that out if you ever go to Puerto Vallarta. So that was Sabrina. Sabrina. Thank you, Sabrina. That was amazing. Muchas gracias. Next week, we're still looking for our Jet Setter of the Week, okay? You do not have to be as an amazing a writer as Sabrina. Yeah. We'll tweak it up for you. You know, for free, pro bono. Pro bono, you're welcome. All we do is ask you to email us at beesinatrapatl at gmail.com. Just remember, there's a Z, guy. It's not an S, it's a Z. Z as a zebra. Share the location. Share all the hot spots we need to hit up. And you can share your name. We'll be good with that. You don't have to share your name. Make one up. (laughs) Do what you do. Okay. We're going to move on to Call Tarot. Today's calls from Lana. She reads, Lana sounds old. Yeah, maybe it's short for something. Okay, cool. We'll roll with it. Talana. Does she need a fake name? Okay, Talana. There we go. Talana states, 
my boyfriend of five years just recently proposed to me and I couldn't be happier. Congrats. Aww. So sweet. I'm planning for next spring. Okay, girl, around the corner. I feel like we have the perfect relationship, but my friends are weary because he's a stripper. Huh. What? I knew that from the start. Okay, cool. <laughs> I recently found my fiance cheating on me. What a shocker. Niggas. With a man. Now it is a shocker. Now it is a shocker. Girl, I got that. What's that um, Russell Westbrook face that they always using to me? Oh, what? that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel totally blindsided by this. And now I have mixed feelings about the wedding. To wed or not to wed? That is the question. Girl, it all depends on what you into. Because the way the world is, like, it's really hard to find a straight guy anyways. All men are pretty, like, 85% of the men nowadays are about metrosexuals. <laughs> so, I mean, you may be open to a girl one day. You never know. But he's gay. Period. Okay. Period. I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling here. I mean, I agree with every entire thing you said. But I'm really struggling because I'm just wondering, too wed or not too red? Is that really the question here? Girl, to have sex or to get checked, it should be the question. <laughs> there ain't no question. Go get checked, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what city she in? Probably Seattle. You know what? At first, I was sitting here reading this, and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Black love, black love. But she's clearly white. She's clearly white. Clearly. Because, okay, girl, your friend, you're dating a stripper. Your friends are weary. That means one of your friends probably slept with him or he probably made a move on her. You find out he's cheating on you. With a right? man. And she's still planning his wedding. And then you find out it's a man. And you're still planning his wedding talking about mixed feelings. I don't want to spend energy talking about the guy. I want to spend energy talking about how fucked up you are inside that you feel like you need to bury somebody like this. Girl. Like, what is going on in your life? Are you ugly or do you have low self-esteem? Do you feel like you can't do better? What is going on in your life that you feel like you need to accept all of these things this man is bringing you? Boom. Valid, valid questions. And just to go ahead and answer her question for her, in the words of Honeybee, <laughs> that's a hard, hard pass if you need to still marry this <laughs> you nigga. You better know me. Like, girl, no ma'am, no Pam, no ham, no cheats, okay? <laughs> like, if I'm not thinking about marriage no more. I'm thinking about counseling, how to, did I get engaged to a nigga that's gay anyways? I'm like, how did STDs. I miss the signs? I'm thinking about STDs. I'm not thinking about this wedding no more, honey. Where is your mind at? And her question... Her question for us, all them questions you just gave me, Coco B, and her question for us is to wed or not to wed. If she ain't make it clear, the answer is no, sweetheart, no, because you're not ready. You need to sort through your feelings. You need to work through your uh, insides. Go find your personal <laughs> guidance counselor, girl, because the decisions you making in life right now is leading you down, what they say, the wages of death is sin. Oh. <laughs> So I don't want to preach to you right now, but don't don't do that, honey. You must be ugly. She probably got like rose and like missing an eye or something. Something's so wrong with I'm her. I'm curious because twice. Okay, so I'm reading back through and okay. she talks about how she couldn't be happier and also says that she feels like she has the perfect relationship. Do you think that 
having a perfect relationship is a clear indication that something is wrong? Or is that just my personal opinion? I think that's a general, that's a consensus type thing. Because it's hard. Wait, what was your question? I was wondering, <laughs> you know what's so crazy? I'm sitting here like consensus. What word? I'm putting in words to. Okay, this is what you really I, mean. Like, I heard it in my head what I was gonna say to you, but then I'm just like, I had a bro. I'm having a lot of blind moments over this episode. I, you know what? what? Was your question? It's a lot though. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. But I appreciate your honesty. You a real nigga because you just sat here and told me you were not listening to what the heck I was saying, and that's I all we doing. You, right but now. I was. It was processing it. Exactly. Because if you're not listening, you're waiting for your response. And that's why I was waiting. I was putting my response together. <laughs> and then I just couldn't articulate it. So my question was, is it a red flag to you when people say that their relationship is perfect? Yes. And I was saying this, that is pretty much a general consensus that people make that, like social media, like if you're always putting your relationship out there, I assume you have the most problems because mm. anyone who does that, you're a really particular type person. You want the world to know I'm happy. He bought me roses. He just opened my car door. It's just like every little. Because you're really not happy. You're really not happy. So you trying to show everybody else like I'm happy. But me, when I'm happy, I don't post. When I had a good, you know, the most liddiest nights of my life, I don't have any Ooh, pictures of. you just of. made a new word. Liddiest. The most liddiest <laughs> nights I've ever had in life. Because I don't you have were no too picture. busy living you in the moment. You having fun. So if I'm really having fun, I'm really, I'm not on Instagram, Snapchat. Oh, me and bae. <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, nope, nope, that, that doesn't look natural. Let's look natural. Let's look natural and turn away <laughs> and make, what's the uh, organic pose when you're not supposed to be looking at the camera? Oh, yeah, looking organic. They call it another word, but yeah. Oh, my bad. Candid? Candid. Okay. Like a candid shot. Like, oh, we're not looking. Yeah, but you, you're posing. You're posing. <laughs> <laughs> just because you got your little hand up don't mean you wasn't posing. you just like, uh, I was reaching for the glass. Oh, okay, girl. And y'all's arms just happen to be intertwined like that. Oh, cute. Very cute. So what's her name? Lula? Talana. Talana. Don't marry him. Go get you some marriage. Not marriage counseling. Personal guidance counseling start with you something in you honey that yeah. you even attract that type of spirit honey i yeah. feel bad i would I, you know i agree i think you know she definitely needs to work on herself work on yourself you know and, and get yourself together get yourself checked i keep saying that because that's huge <laughs> very but huge be, just because he's a stripper you know, he sleeping around. You you just don't know what's going on. I'm not dating a male stripper, please. That's disgusting in and of itself. That automatically makes you gay. I'm sorry. A I mean, male... I think that's debatable. I think that a porn there's... star is different because we can see you smashing girls. But even 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 strippers, there's some that only accept jobs by women. Yeah, I will hope so. And you think they're gay? The man? Yeah. No. I wouldn't think you're gay at all because you're only accepting. But oh, if okay. you're yeah, yeah, yeah. actually like doing both sexes, like you're entertaining men, that's gay. What type I of stripper is like he? 
that's I always a, that's a question. That, I keep going back to this because it's just so many pieces here. But I always feel like if my man cheating on me, I know. I might not want to own up to it, but I know. And if I know that he's cheating on me and that's a realization I don't want to come to terms with, I'm not going to say my relationship is perfect. Mm-hmm. She, she got to be white. Definitely. Because they, they have black. the capacity to work through those sorts of things. Girl, do better. You can do better. You deserve Go better Go out there and yourself. be great and figure out another man to marry. There's too many men in the world. Somebody else to throw a ring on that little finger. And maybe that's why it was then maybe that's why your relationship felt perfect because he was living a lie. And lies feel beautiful. That's the whole thing about him. That's why your relationship was perfect because it was living a lie. Because a real relationship takes work. A real relationship is perfect because it's imperfect. And in those type of situations, not only will you know the love, you're gonna feel it. Absolutely. Yeah, so make sure if you all need some sisterly advice, you guys hit us up at bees in the trap ATL at gmail.com with a Z as in zebra. Now, on to Honeybee and let us know about the trending topics in the local Atlanta area. Because everything was at the Phil Serena last month. <laughs> Hopefully, we got a little change of pace. Okay, cool. We're going to start it off at uh, Morehouse's campus. Hey, turn up, turn up. December 1st and 2nd, we're having the 91st annual Christmas Carol concert. Um, that's put on by Spelman and Morehouse Glee Clubs. Did I know about this? It happens every year. It's been oh, happening for 90 the last years. 90 I've first. never heard of that. <laughs> really? It's huge. The tickets sell out every year. Really? Yeah. They. Uh, you know what happened? I'm going this year for the first time ever. Really, really? I'm excited because it's been on my list, my bucket list. Are you serious? I really am. Yeah. And I, I want to go too. I like little okay. Christmas maybe I'll stuff. call. You know, make a little call. You know what I'm saying? Because I am a Spelman alumna MVP, Spelman-ite. most valuable uh, partner when it comes to uh, volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they be making us feel so good, like we just really out here doing something. <laughs> it was like since you're an MVP alumna volunteer, you can get a free ticket to the concert. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. That's nice. That's real nice. Yeah, I'm going to see if you can come with me, girl. I might be able to pull some strings. Do some strings. Shum, shum. All right. But if not, there are other great things going on in the city we can definitely hit up. Uh, December 2nd, which is a Saturday, we also have the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra doing the Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone concert. Yes! Okay. Just me. Just you. Damn. I thought that but, was like phenomenal. I was like, that is so creative. Who thought of that? I just want to kiss their brain. That's so creative. I've never been into the Harry Potter thing because those books was like 600 pages. So my attention span was not that long. In addition to, I actually play the violin. So I would be somewhat interested. But who's talking about the books? I've watched all the movies. I've never watched none of that. They're actually really good movies. Mm. All right. Y'all hear this movie night coming on. Cool. Girl, the movie's probably <laughs> three hours long. True. Okay. That's why it's I a movie a- night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. I actually took my daughter to the um, music for the very young. And what they do is they'll pull a couple of people from the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra or visiting guests, and they will have them put on a little show for infants and toddlers and like it's for like up to five years old 
And uh-huh. it's really cool because like afterwards they get to go touch the instruments and explore. They get little toy trinket instruments to take home with them. It's really cool. Aww. So yet another thing to look out for. They do that. They do different series. Um, right now they have this thing where it's uh, music across the world. So each month it's a different continent. Um, it was North America now. Next month it's going to be Africa. So Ooh. And then in January, they're moving to Europe. I'm interested. Okay, so um, December 7th, Atlanta Botanical Gardens having their 7th annual lights photo stroll. Now, I actually want to go to that. That's a cute little date setup. It is. Somebody hit me up. One cocoa flavor. Like, I want to go. They've already, have you um, driven past there recently? Yes, it's beautiful. It is, yeah. I love Piedmont Park. So if I can't get you to the Morehouse Spellman Glee Club show, then that's what we'll do together. Ah, okay, well, friend you do owe me a Christmas, not Christmas. Don't birthday. say nothing about no goddamn birthday gift, girl. You didn't got your birthday gift. You mm-hmm. got limo months to ask me about no goddamn mm-hmm. birthday gift. And what you mm-hmm. give me for my birthday? Oh, you, you barely remember ball. to say happy birthday. You had a ball at the club, popping bottles. I bought not on your tab. It, I bought somebody who was gonna get the tab. That's the whole <laughs> point. Happy birthday. You write happy birthday to me. <laughs> All right, December eighth opens Atlanta Ballet's The Nutcracker. That's a classic. So catch it before while you can. It's gonna run through December twenty eighth. You got plenty of time, guys. 20 whole freaking days. That sounds fun, too. Ooh. Yeah, we should go. December 9th is the Atlanta Chinese Lantern Fest at Centennial Park. I think that's the perfect space for that. Yes. I want to go to all this stuff. Is it free? That one is. I believe That one is free. The other ones, no. December 16th, V103 is having their winter fest. The headliner is Coco's favorite, Chris Future. Brown. <laughs> Girl, I was about to get excited like why well, didn't know he's gonna be here next month I saw it in your face your dimples were showing I was lit I'm like future gonna be here that's a bad joke oh you know what makes that funny like <laughs> really funny I'm sorry what makes that really funny is the fact that you said future <laughs> you said Coco and I'm like future easy Atlanta you future. said future the same time I said Chris Brown. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a regular voice. Because I was just like... <laughs> it's not funny, bro. I hate you in real life. Uh, I was shocked. In real life, I really hate you for that. Honestly, you lost right. 10 cool points. I'll get them back by not taking you to that concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But the next day... <laughs> <laughs> At your beloved Phillips Arena, uh, Jana will be performing. I will be there. Yes. I Ms. will Jackson, go see Now, I'll pay for some. Didn't I just say I was going to pay for some Jana? You Why know what? You She's that? worth it. Because oh, I had a little surprise for you. She's worth it. Black that. girl magic. Okay. Tinkling, She only She had that bounce back, too. She don't even look like she had that baby. Girl, what? What is her secret? Tell me, girl. Surgery. <sighs> Girl, it it is what it is. They all get surgery. Period. That's sad. It's sad though. Brandy is Kim surrogate. Everybody knows that. Everything's common knowledge nowadays. <laughs> That's super oh. random. But is she really? Look at me being a conspiracy theorist that I am. Is she really? <laughs> I believe so. 
That's funny. All right, yeah. So Miss Janet Jackson will be in town December seventeenth, Phillips Arena. Check her out. She'll be serving up all that black girl magic. We're here for it. Yes, Janet. And shout out to all the black Greeks. December twenty first, y'all will have the Atlanta Greek picnic weekend. That'll be super dope. Turnt. Atlanta Greek picnic is always turnt. I will be there and I'm not Greek. <laughs> okay girl well said well said so yeah that wraps up the month of december for trending topics uh be on the lookout for next week's you forgot to let them know about the coming of christ again christmas <laughs> who don't know about christmas girl it's still a trending topic some people forget thanksgiving snuck up on me it's just like it came Hashtag and it left stay woke mm Hashtag, if you want to hide it, put it in a book, a calendar somewhere you got to read. You got to let them know about Jesus' birthday. Now, that's go a trending go topic. On put them, go on, put them on, Coco. You've been <laughs> pastoring to the choir all day. I have. Let them know about Jesus' birthday. Amen, amen. I don't believe that's Jesus' birthday, so do not start DMing me or nothing, okay? It's a joke. So how you going to... Okay, because it's a joke. Okay. All right, cool. So, well, in trending topics with uh, December 25th is the alleged Jesus's birthday. <laughs> Black Jesus with the dreads <laughs> and a gladiator sandals. Who lives in Compton? Boom. And um, December 31st, for everyone who does not know, is New Year's Eve. <laughs> okay, so congratulations. You've made it to the end of the tape. That side A, stop, flip it over. We're going to side B. B. I remember that, (laughs) bro. Like me and my sister used to have a little fake radio show. I had to flip the tape around. You remember you had to uh, rewind to get back to your song. You'd be like, damn, four, three, two, one. Okay. I remember it was on five seconds. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't five seconds get back to my song. (laughs) These kids will never know about flipping these cassettes. Okay. Whipping and flipping. Whipping and flipping these cassette tapes. So I'm joking. We don't have a side B. Just tune in to our next episode. Be on the lookout. Thanks for hanging out with us, listening. Um, Shout out to Seth Mills. He's an awesome interviewee. We really appreciated having you on the show. Shout out. Once again, I want you guys to check out his uh, show. It's uh, She's Gotta Have It on Netflix. It's out now. It's awesome. You need to take time out to see it. Spike Lee Joint. of the movie. Spike Lee Joint. Um, this episode is sponsored by Angie Ray Productions. And you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Angie Ray Productions. All right. We're Coco B and Honey Bee, and we're signing out. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at Bees in the Trap ATL. That's T-H-E for our Facebook and Instagram. Twitter, it's Bees in the Trap ATL, but the T-H-E is D-A. And make sure, you know what I'm saying, our hashtag B-I-T-T-A-T-L. You can just Google it. Everything comes up. SoundCloud, Boom. podcast, YouTube, Pie Facebook, Bean. Instagram, Podbean, Passbox. <laughs> Passbox. You better throw it back. I was really... You dope. better throw it. You Girl. better serve it to them. Kill them with the shoulders. Kill them All right. with the shoulders. Holler back at y'all next episode. We out. Oh.